time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news, discussions, and reviews from a multicultural point of view. In addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at SSNPodcast.com and on all social media under the handle at SSNPodcast. Our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, TuneIn, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. Please rate us five stars. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Turn off that television. Whoever that was got their television on. They ain't paying us to um, uh, advertise their program. I thought that was part of your sound effect. It showed us shit. I was like, oh, this is new. Right. Like, was like, 2019? What is that? <laughs> Some new stereo effects and stuff. But yeah, how's everybody doing? I am Brandon. I am here today with Ken. Hi. Ali. <laughs> hey. Latria. Hello. Jameson. How you doing? And Coffee Light Sweet. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to everybody. Today is Sunday, January the 13th, 2019. Um, my week has gone not the best, but, you know, holding in there, trying to, you know, just keep on. How's everybody else? Hopefully everybody else is doing better. Keep it on. Because I came in. You ch- Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus. all right. We ain't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't started yet, but Ken has. Clearly. <laughs> Raise his glass. All right, Ken so. In the building. <coughs> so really quickly, so I thought we'd start with something different today, really quickly. I was going to do this during the news segment, but I got my phone open and we'll do it now. So, because we were discussing upcoming movies, so I thought really quickly we could do like a like a winter to spring 2019 sort of kind of movie preview thing. Nothing like heavy, but just really quickly just going through what's coming out. Okay. See how we feel about it. So last week, last week of course, uh, Escape Room came out. Anybody see Escape Room? Uh, nope. Anybody want to see I Escape Room? I, I, I don't mean, even want to go to one in real life. So I don't <laughs> I've been to one. It's it's fun when you're for a group of people. No, so this is like I don't another like version. Locked, I don't like being trapped. I can't. Mm-mm. So this is like another version of Saw. I mean, sound like it. Basically, like yeah. It. yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, right. I mean, it looks like it's probably good. I just it's too scary for me, probably. Yeah. So this week, of course, um, we had the upside, the feel good Kevin Hart. Brian Cranston um, uh, comedy. It's a remake of a French film. So, 
I found I mean, out get- some things. So this movie was shot two years ago. It premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2017. <laughs> mm. So it's been on a shelf for like a year and a half. Really? Yeah. With Kevin Hart and everything? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think because it got mixed reviews when it was at TIFF, and then when it came out, the reviews were even less positive. But mm. I was talking about this yesterday when I ordered my tickets for uh, Beale Street, which, of course, is our main topic. And I saw that the the review score was, was like a like a like a 40, and the audience score was like an 80, and the audience reviews were all like scolding the reviewers for giving it a low review, the uh, professional film critics. But, you know, that movie's under a lot of controversy. Kevin Hart can't <laughs> keep his foot out of his mouth. People are mad at Brian Cranston for playing the disabled person because, you know, the whole idea of, you know, maybe these roles should go to disabled people instead because that's what they did on Breaking Bad. And it's oh, a whole wow. debate. I heard that yet. Oh, yeah, it's a big debate on Twitter and, like, on social media in general about, mm-hmm. you know. Because there's one, there's one side that's saying... You know, especially like the actors. We're actors. We want to play people who we actually are not. The other side saying that, you know, if you are a disabled actor, you don't ever get the chance to play lead parts because they always go to a more popular, able-bodied actor. So there are people are going back and forth and everything about that. And then the movie in general, we talked about it's like a feel-good black person saving the white person movie. And like, But apparently it's made, you know, it's made almost $20 million opening weekend. It's number one at the box office, so... I don't know. Maybe that's what the white people like. I was about to say, <laughs> they they love this. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with, I mean, I don't know, Kevin Hart and saving Miss Handy Capable. I mean, that's right. Jesus Christ. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> at him. Don't at me. <laughs> that, was, that was Kendrick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, that's like, you, I, you know what, though? I can see both sides, um, but the thing is, you know what I mean? You need somebody that's like a what they call it, a big, big name, little title person. Yeah, like, like yeah, they would Brian, have to have Brian Cranston is gonna sell tickets. more people gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so right. They wouldn't right. they would have needed to cast one of the other parts to have a third star, like because they had Kevin Hart, they have Nicole Kim, and they wouldn't have needed a they would have right. needed another star and knowing the different parts that they they could have, yeah. but Hollywood that that's right. one of those things that's gonna be a slow thing for them to shift towards because they're so used to, you know. We got a, a star is more important than you know accuracy when they cast mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I'm things. just trying to figure out how Kevin Hart got that part though. Me too. Because like, he must have a he's really white folks' advantage. best friend. That's his uh, whole yeah. brand. <laughs> Shout out to Ellen. I mean, and you know, kudos to him for trying to do like you know like a serious movie. I'm not hating that, but I just I just was never interested in seeing. Right. Movie. This wasn't well. He's like. well. Well, for a couple of years now, he's been he's been you know the white folks is you know brand new model you know brand new black model. So once he once he starts you know mouthing off too much like he is now, yeah, yeah. and they'll just replace you with the newest model. Yeah. Well, you better stop playing around because you can't get. Replaced about it Listen, as you've seen through history. Yeah. Let, let Lil Rel find out how to how which, which which one of his smiles worked best with white folks. Nah, I feel like he went. Nah. <laughs> he probably would. He probably wouldn't. But his agent might be like, "Come on, Rail, come on, let's get some money." Right. <laughs> don't you don't you want well, a house? Speaking of, I started binging that show last week because I was bored. Does it get which better? Mm-hmm. I, I stopped. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think I got like five episodes in. And I really just, I wasn't paying it. It just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't I, I, I feel like Fox might stop too. 
Yeah, they, they, it they good for that. Also coming out this week was Replicas with Keanu Reeves, which got which tanked, which came out through um, Byron Allen's Entertainment Studios. Mm. You know, our old friend Byron Allen, who was suing the Weather Channel. And he also bought the Weather Channel. Yes, he did. <laughs> I saw that all, when I was going through as long as they're trying to buy Xfinity on demand. And I was like, because they have a little in theaters part. Yeah. And I was like, Replica. I was like, Keanu got a movie other than John Wick? Like, yep. what is it? Jameson, he bought the Weather Channel from NBC. Yeah, he oh. owns it. <laughs> Yeah, the Weather Channel is blickety black. Uh, and of course, A Dog's Way Home, the sequel to A Dog's Purpose, which looks like that's the movie. Yes, Taylor made for white folks. That that trailer gave away the whole entire picture. I'm not. I'm not watching. I can't watch it. I can't. Yeah. I can't believe. Like I was so like. <laughs> typically, you never want to watch a movie. Like like you never want to see the whole. Um, movie in a trailer, but they, but damn it, when I went to see other movies, they made me sit through this entire preview. And I was like, damn. You were okay, over it. They got me watching this entire preview, and I'm just like, you showed me the entire movie now. I, not like as if I was going to watch it anyway, <laughs> but damn. Right. Next week, the 18th, Glass comes out, the third of the M. Night Shyamalan superhero esque trilogy. I, I feel so bad because I love. Lit so much, and I've already heard some reviews on this film, and it's like, oh, I gotta go see it for James McAvoy's performance because he was so great in Split. But I already know this movie's gonna suck, just like I feared. Dang, don't say that. No, you know what though? I can't really trust the negative reviews when it comes to M Night, man, because it's a lot of a lot of fugaziness going on. Because once I I read an article yesterday, my um, my wife uh, sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And apparently he basically filmed this, uh, The Visit, and um, another film, Split. Man, what am I talking about? Split. He filmed all three of those with his own money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just brought it to the studios as is, you know what I'm saying? So I can see a lot of... Um, That's commendable. Yeah, it is. Come on. He took, he took his own money. He took... I think he's, today he said he shot Split on like... I forget what it was, but it, it was like a 200%... Um, Profit, basically. Okay. I can see that. My my only so issue he's is like rich, rich, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the six cents well, made, made, made a lot of money. He made money in the 90s. Yep. Yeah. I just uh, can't my, trust all his movies though. Like that sometimes they're hit or miss. Yeah. My my only concern with this is that like with the thing like the reviews I've heard for Glass, most of the reviews have said the same thing, which I don't I mean, which I guess would buy into a conspiracy theory in a sense. What did but they it say? Is, um, basically, that the movie is good up until like the third act, and then it goes oh. to shit, which is kind of like par for the course for right. some of the you know the complaints about his films and peri- um, mm-hmm. period yeah. period. So I mean, and the, the strange thing is, like I'm not like a big M. Shyamalite fan. Um, I've missed most of those films, like where you get to the third act and it's horrible. Like, my favorite M. Night Shyamalan film is Signs. And I know there's, like, some people oh, who don't. Oh, God. Can. What? Word? Signs? Over people Six Sense? Signs. signs was dope, man. I actually never, I've never seen Six <gasps> That makes sense. What? That makes perfect sense. Well, I guess so. Signs? Joaquin Phoenix, like... Have you ever uh, saw Unbreakable? You saw Unbreakable, right? I haven't seen Unbreakable. Oh, what? Oh, man. Oh, Unbreakable is so good. That joint is off. His first three films are, like, excellent. Okay. Like, you really can't go wrong with any of them. Um, That's really dope. I I like After Earth. A lot of people... That's that's what made me um, not take the uh, bad reviews serious, because... 
I felt yeah. After Earth was a decent movie. It wasn't great, but it wasn't like as terrible as people was acting like. Exactly. I think I Signs, thought, Signs is where I was like, okay, nah, this nigga crazy. Like, I can't... For real? Yeah, I like I, Signs. I, 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 I like Signs because it was about a family coming back together. And by the time you really got to the end with the aliens, I didn't care. Right. I felt like the way he was talking about the family and the way mm-hmm. they were kind of gelling and everything and the way everything came together at the end, I loved it. Yeah, now, awesome. with After yeah, Earth, I, I agree with Jameson. I liked After Earth. And one of the c- complaints I heard about After Earth was the fact that I mean, and this is in that whole Holtep realm of things. So I didn't, think, I didn't think After Earth was bad, but they say like maybe some of the complaints for the viewers about a black family coming together. Oh, was it? Was that Jaden in After Earth? Yeah, that was Jaden. Yeah, yeah, that was Jaden and Will. And I didn't oh, think it was, was that a, bad. Oh, oh no, it was bad. Shyamalan movie. Okay, I had. I feel yeah, like I mean, the technology was cool. The the plot was pretty was pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. The acting was good. You know, what I'm saying the action was good. I mean, it wasn't like I said, it ain't. Great, but it's but you know when I saw these reviews, just trashing it. That's when I was like, yeah, I see what's going on. Yeah, it was like you said, it was just a kind of like I mean, it was I mean, it was a little bit above run of the mill. Like it wasn't like it was explosive, but I won't say it was that bad of a movie as people uh, were, like reviews were saying. Dude, right? I, I think it's a, it's a solid C plus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe B minus. I can even see somebody giving it a B minus, but it's like a C plus. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Um, the 25th of January, a kid who would be king and serenity. Wait, you said serenity? Mm-hmm. What is a What's serenity? That? Is that? Again? I know, you ain't talking about Gina Torres, serenity, are you? Hold on. Well, that's are you? Yeah. I never heard of that. That one. is serenity, right? It stars Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. Word? And I have John never heard Hansu. of it. What's it about? Uh, does anybody oh, care about Anne Hathaway anymore? Stop. Stop. Stop it, man. She cares. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was kind of like Anne I started to watch Ocean's Eight last night, but I was like, oh. no, I can't that's on my list because it came up on my HBO Go account. Yeah, like, that's ooh. I know that's why I was like, oh, it's finally on HBO. I can watch it. But then, but like, that's oh. a movie. I, I think I have uh, zero uh, faith that it's good. I'm mad. You said the Gina Torres flick from 2005. <laughs> yeah, the man. mysterious past of a fishing boat captain comes back to haunt him when his ex-wife tracks him down with a desperate plea for help, ensnaring his life in a new reality that may not be all that it seems. Okay. So it's Anne Hathaway's the ex-wife? So it's a thriller. Anne Hathaway in a blonde wig, no less. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Wait, I need to... Let me Google. Uh, I, My thing about... The problem with Anne Hathaway <laughs> is that, uh, like, Anne Hathaway was the, like, uh, the star that everybody loved to hate. And then when she got too old, everybody just loved to forget who she was. So that was kind of the, like the problem with her. Like, I thought she was a great actress. Like, she proved to me how good of an actress she could be when she was in um, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I thought she was in Dark Knight. Like, the, that I subtle... that movie, but that, I, she was good in it. <laughs> like, the, when she went that subtle change in that first scene in, like, Batman, like, the first scene there, mm-hmm. where it's like she went from just pretending to be like you know a servant to turning into Catwoman. Mm-hmm. That was and awesome. Was so yeah. smooth. That was so yeah. smooth. That <laughs> is like she should do more action pictures. Like I mean, side note, um, let's not get into that. But I want to ask what Marvel character she should be. Uh, I'm not asking what DC character she should be because nobody cares. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, Jamin Hansu is in this. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, he's, and Diane Lane. So he's going to be in three pictures this year. Okay. 
So, My dog, Jack Jaiman, good for come him. Come on, you better get that money on the low. Yep. Give us a dog. I what wonder about, if he's going to scream. What about the kid who would be king? Anybody? I mean, it's, we, we already know the story. Yeah, yeah it's that's cute. Not... It's a little, it's a little British kid movie. It's gonna do well. I'm not worried. About it. That's not for us. Oh lord. Okay. Right. I mean, I, I think I it's mean, cute, but yeah, I'm when not they gonna come run on HBO. I watch it, but I'm not gonna <laughs> see it. Um, February first, Miss Bai, Miss Bala, which is a remake. This version stars uh, Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin. Miss who? Her Miss Bala, uh, it's her and her friend. They get kidnapped by, like, like a Mexican cartel or whatever. The friend, uh, she gets out. The friend is still in there, so she has to learn how to like basically become a badass and go save her friend. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, February the eighth. Woohoo! The Lego Movie Part Two, the second part. Oh, that ain't my First, yeah. everything Definitely. was just- awesome. Nobody now, liked the first one, right? Well, I, oh, hell no. No, we I loved the first it. one. Oh, uh, well, Everybody what am I thinking one. about? <laughs> you remember thinking of the Lego and Jagu movie yeah. that nobody saw that then, one. Yeah, then uh, saw that was that's the one I seen. My bad. Hey, y'all about to. Oh, turn no. Oh, no. Lego movie one was a really good movie. It was very funny and very cute. I know that I heard the Batman Lego movie was real good. Oh, that yeah, that's that one is a really good one, too. Yeah, the Batman and the uh, the Batman Lego movie and the, the Lego movie by itself, yeah, those were good. But the Ninjago movie, I heard that was terrible. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It can all be winners, I, I guess. Seen. The Prodigy, I have no idea what this is. It's the from Orion. Prodigy. Oh, Orion. That's, that's you can not, say Orion? Yeah, uh, MGM reactivated Orion what? pictures a year ago. So they're going to use the same... Please, please tell me they're going to use the same... Uh, I think they do. They, they use the same oh, thing with the, with the star spin and made the O, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the prodigy is about... Um, Reminds me of RoboCop. Super, super smart, but I think he's also kind of like a killer kid or something. I, I saw... Is this the one that's the Superman that. one? No, yeah, no. it's it's based... Isn't that basically just Superman? Oh, no, it's... No, no, it's no. Brightburn. Brightburn is super. Is okay, Superman. Okay, I got it mixed up. Um, yeah, what were you saying, Latria? It's about... Um, I know I just saw this trailer the other day. I think... If this is what I'm thinking of. It's about a little boy who's, like, very, very... Uh, like, I guess advanced or something, but he's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this is a horror movie. Yeah. Okay. Prodigy. Let's see. Who stars in it? That heifer from uh, Orange is New Black. Which That's one? The, the one who's the main character? Taylor yes, Shunk. the one nobody likes. Aww. So I was like, oh, I won't be going to see this. Yeah, a mother concerned about her young son's disturbing behavior thinks something supernatural may be affecting him. Yeah. So it's a creepy kid movie. Yeah, and that's another reason okay. why I won't be going to All right. Cope. <laughs> Cope. Jesus. Cope Pursuit. <laughs> Uh, oh, Liam that's the Neeson. Liam Neeson movie. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, well, basically his son, something happened to his son, so he got avenged. Oh, that, I've seen that trailer. Yeah, he got to go <laughs> like in the winter. I didn't snow, see it. Yeah, I'm going to see the movie poster. So yeah, he's was... continuing to do different yes, things. Yes, it take is. <laughs> okay. This it's like it, the trailer the showed in the movie today when I went, and I was like, Liam, you better not be avenging your child. And <laughs> show the fuck enough, he was avenging his child. Maybe, you know what? Point. They ought to make it. They ought to remake. Uh, he ought to do a Christmas movie or something. Something with like, something with like happy. Yeah. Right. Maybe you go in and find this kid uh, a toy. I, I feel like I wouldn't believe it. 
Like, I just feel like he gotta be choking somebody. <laughs> Maybe he could do like what was that Grant Torino that uh Quint Plain Eastwood did? He could do a movie yeah. like that. I can see that. Yeah. What <laughs> be easy he could do a romantic comedy. Yeah. What <laughs> men want, starring Taraji P. Henson. Yeah, that looks dope. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. It's I'm directed here. by Adam Shankman. Y'all know how I feel about Adam Shankman movies. Now, what he I don't, I don't who know is he? What did he do to you, Brandon? Adam Shankman yeah, has only ever made one good movie. It was Hairspray. His other God, movies include Autumn Jennifer Lopez Pictures oh. and um, Bring It Down the House and Rock of Ages. Oh, well, first of all, Adam Jennifer Lopez movies are good. Well, depending <laughs> on which one. <laughs> As a woman, make, I enjoyed them. Did he make enough? He did not make enough, no. That's okay, the dude. only one I'll, I will not watch. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get his filmography. But yeah. He also did all the romantic comedy ones. He also yeah, did. Yeah. He also did Bet- Sorry. Made in Manhattan. Did he do those? I think he did Made in Manhattan is the one he did. Uh, he also did Bedtime Stories with, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, Adam Sandler? Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't care for that. I didn't see that one. Jennifer Lopez got moved with Adam Sandler? No, no, no. Um, bedtime. No, I'm just saying that he's in. Oh, that Bedtime did, Stories. Got that's you. one of his movies he did. Okay. Let's see. Did he do second act? that's out now. He did not do second act. Oh. The one I just I've came actually out, he seen did not second act. I want to see it. Is it good? I got uh t- like screening tickets, but I couldn't go. It's like a very Made good version of a Hallmark movie. Yeah, he did oh, do so Made in Manhattan. Kind of he did um the wedding planners, <laughs> the Jeffrey Lopez picture. He did. He did what? The wedding planner. Okay, I see. I see how this uh. Well, Brandon, so he doesn't make movies for you, pretty much. I guess. Right. The so wedding planner. Like, I mean, these, these are like shit house. you would just wouldn't want to see. The pacifier, cheaper by the dozen, mm-hmm. part two. Wait a minute! Oh my, Brandon, these movies are good. <laughs> The pacifier was not good. First of all, I own cheaper by the dozen, so you ain't finna start oh, there. Two, part two, or part one? Um, he did part two. Wait a minute, do I have both of them? I think I own the first one, yeah, but I like the second. Two. I like the second one. I like both of them. And I love... How do you not like bringing down the house with Queen Latifah? Because it, it's problematic. Fuck. Well, <laughs> yes, okay. Man, that's okay. Dude, that lady, okay, that old lady singing that song. Mama, this boss are going to sell us tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they went and... I love it because they went and found the most offensive song they could find for that part. <laughs> but it... But it her character, Brandon. Like, it did fit her character. Just thrown in there. Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> Thursday, the 12th of February, Attila, Battle Angel. Yeah, Who's in that? Who's, who fighting? That's the one, the android? Yeah, the android and all them robots and Mahershala Ali is the bad guy. Now, look, I, I ain't going to Wait, well, who's Attila? Wait, is Attila... Okay. She's a robot. She's, an She's a robot. I yeah. was about to say, is Attila a man or a woman? Attila. <laughs> Brandon. Alita. 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 Did I say Attila? Battle it's, Angel Attila. It's, um, it's Alita, not Attila. My bad, my bad. That's what? Yeah, Alita, Battle Angel. It's based on an anime. Or is it anime or a manga? I love it. You talk about like your grandma when you introduced your girlfriend to him. She can't pronounce the name. Attila. And that's her name forever. You know, Willie, it's not like when Willie was trying to say uh, old girl name, but she kept messing old girl, Dwayne girl name up. Oh, Lord. Kinu, Kinu, Kinu. Kinu. Yeah, she was calling her Kikaloo. Kikaloo, Kikaloo. I had a cousin named Kyle. My grandmother forever until the day she died called that nigga Carl. Her own grandchild. Bless her heart. You want to be your own people. Uh, he looks more like 
Happy Death Day to you. This is a sequel, of Wait course. Wait a minute. They, they made a sequel to that? Yes, they did. What was the first one? I mean, Happy Death Happy Day. Death. Oh, my bad. I watched Later. that. Actually, I watched somebody. I think I was flying back from somewhere, and somebody was watching it on the plane. So I watched the whole movie, like, without sound. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny? I was like hey, looking over at that hey, screen. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't even need to hear what they're saying. Yo, hey, I did that same thing with that Gabrielle Union movie, man. The one with she breaking in. Yeah, I yeah, that. I watched that over somebody's shoulder <laughs> like shit. I was like, damn, this shit look kind of good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't even need the words. Like, I mean, that Gabrielle Mo- Union movie. It was like a really good <laughs> lifetime thriller. Yeah. Like, I wanted it to see was. more of it. But, I, like, I snuck into the theater to, like, see it while I was waiting for another movie to start. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can see the rest of this. I mean, I don't want to pay for it. But the, way, the rest I of thought, it. though, the whole way that whole shit popped off was so stupid. When she was just outside drinking wine and then the people just was in the house and shit. I was like, man, these mugs here, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I did? I didn't watch it over the shoulder. I, I, I watched it over the shoulder and then I put it on my screen and I didn't have my <laughs> headphones. <laughs> I was just sitting there looking at it without no sound. <laughs> Read lips. Right. What's the That's so funny. It's like you get curious about a movie you had never actually watched, and you like, but yeah. I'm willing to sit here and watch it with Listen, no sound. Listen, the whole flight, I watched that whole movie. Like, I can't remember what was on my screen, but I was like, huh. Well, I can see this for free. Let me see what's up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, February the 13th, Isn't It Romantic, starring Rebel Wilson. We talked about this one already. Man, okay, that was one of the movies. I was so conflicted today because that came on during like my previews. And I was like, damn it, Rebel, this is actually something I would really want to watch. And she's ruined it. Yeah. I was still going to see if you want to see it. Like, maybe pay for I a different... I can't give her my money. I was like, pay for a different picture, perhaps. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a double feature. We can do that. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is actually my kind of movie. Like, God damn it, Rebel. off Rebel or something? I missed I missed. it. I missed Oh, she was talking about how she's the first plus-size woman to star in a romantic comedy. Oh, that was her. I don't know yeah. why I decided that was Amy Schumer. Did she say well, something? Well, she would say something like that, too. She, she would, too. Yes, yeah, she would. Um... <laughs> February the 22nd, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. This is the third and last How to Train Your Dragon movie. I've never seen I've it. never seen the first two. I saw the first one. The first one's good. I never saw the second. And then there's like a whole Sickle. TV show they have on Nickelodeon. Second one is pretty good, too. Okay. Yeah. The Rhythm Section stars Blake Lively and Jude Law. No idea what this is. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. That sounds like a dance movie. We got a movie, movie called The Rhythm Session with these. It says it's an action thriller. Let's go to IMDb and see what they say. Okay, so it has nothing oh, to do with literally doing. I was like, is this a, is this a <laughs> biopic about some musicians? I was like, is this a Motown movie? Like, what is... A woman <laughs> seeks revenge against those who orchestrated a plane crash that killed her family. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. All right. I could be here for that. I mean, it sounds good. I just don't know how they're going to pull it off. Right. Hey, man, I fucks with Blake Lively, man. She she on the low be making some good movies. I haven't seen... What's K. the Brown one that came out this? last year? I haven't seen that. Did you say Sterling K. Brown is in it? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. That's how you get... Sterling in it? All right. Yeah, that's how you get it. All right. Chaos Walking with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. What is this? Well, you had me at Tom Holland. I don't even know what it's about, but I'm there. Let's see. <laughs> Chaos Walking. And Cynthia Erivo. A dystopian world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts. 
in a stream what? of images, words, and sounds called noise. Huh? So it's no women, but all what? living creatures. That seems like two random things. That yeah, like that. What? So like, like somebody just threw a dart at a wall. It landed on no women. Yeah. Oh, this is a, this is a book. What? It's a, it's a like, what's the purpose? Science fiction series. Yeah, so it's, it's a sci-fi cool. movie. It's very expensive, 125 million. So. Oh shit! Was well, a book. It's so this is like series. another franchise for Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. It's up against Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. Stop, Brandon. It's not up Stop against it. anything. It is Brandon. not up against. It's not. It is. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So oh, it and they're both Lionsgate movies. It's like they're no. competing with themselves. No, it's not even the same category, Brandon. You, I need you for you to stop you saying words Tyler. like words like up <laughs> against words like compete. That's what they say on <laughs> on the deadline.com. No, no, Brandon. You didn't even have to bring up. Stop <laughs> lying to yourself. <laughs> I should mention a Medea family funeral no, is the final. What's next? It's What's the that? final Medea movie that he's ever going to make. So he says. Oh, Lies. Lies. <laughs> I doubt it. March 8th. Only he is a serious actor now. Okay, he is playing Colin Powell in Vice. Yep. March 8th. He doesn't have time for this cross-dressing anymore. <laughs> he don't. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are there for that. Yeah. That's March? Not. That's yeah. March 8th. Yep. Or, True. Day before Biggie, uh, Death Day. Yep. R.I.P. Yeah. March 15th, Wonder Park, which is animated. I've seen that trailer way too many times by now. What is it about? It's about a little girl who, when she was young, she came up with an idea for her own theme park. But when she got older, like 10 or 11 or so, like she had grown up too much. And then she finds out her theme park magically exists in, in like way out in the woods someplace. And the animals that she imagined when she was a kid all run it for her. Oh, I saw that trailer. I, think okay. I saw a piece of that. Somewhere. Yeah. I saw a trailer. I I don't remember what movie I was going to watch, but I saw the trailer for it as a preview. Right. Jennifer Garner's The Voice. March, yep. March the 22nd is very crowded. We have Us. Okay. Uh, of course, I'm going to Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Starring Kate Blanchett, Kristen Wiig, Billy Crudup, and Lawrence Fishburne. You said Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Bernadette? Yeah. Yo, I, I was like, is this, a, is this a Four Tops movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I thought Not it was. A, I was like, "Yo, is this a, a Good Times documentary?" You still? <laughs> I, I was like, "I was so high, got hype." I was like, "Oh shit!" No, no, no James, it's, it's saying, very like, Caucasian. Hey, up, man? It's very Caucasian. Yeah, that's completely opposite of yeah. uh, the oh, trailer yeah. came on today, and I was like, "Uh, it's just one of them, another like you know, white lady just runs off to find herself." Oh like, no! <laughs> Are they gonna sing the song runs, Bernadette like, from she, the Four Tops? She runs away. She Probably. runs away. <laughs> So it's basically like, uh, what was that um, Diane Lane movie? I actually ended up liking that movie. I watched oh, Unfaithful? It. Hell no. Oh, like Under that. the Tuscan Sun? Yeah, Under the Tuscan Sun. Yeah. Yeah, like, she, it's based on a book, I think. But basically, she, like, literally just runs away and nobody knows where she is. Uh, oh, shit. She's got to, like, you know, find her, find herself. Hey, man, oh, you know, I'm here for growth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, it's all right. The end. Maybe somebody, maybe Sorry. people will find themselves in seats. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Lord. The Informer, starring Joel Kinnaman, Rosamund Pike, Clive Owen, Common. Common. Oh, Common. Where has Clive Owen been? He's, I know he do commercials. Hold up, yo! I see that. You talking about the? Oh, hold up. Never mind. I'm thinking about the movie when I was in the submarines. I'm getting in my Common movies. Next What's time. it called, Brandon? The uh, Informer. Uh, Informer. The Informer. I heard Snow was gonna make a. <laughs> 
was waiting for one of you niggas to make a slow joke. I was waiting. I said, I was like, let me just set this up. I know it's gonna happen. In fun, but but up to the left, 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 there. I was the Amazon. I boom boom Yep. Um, Hotel Mumbai with Army Hammer, Dev Patel, and Jason Isaacs. Is this ca- ca- like a sequel to Hotel Rwanda? I mean, almost. It's about terrorism. Uh, oh damn! So. Yo, speaking of this, uh, so kind of random. Uh, since you said hotels, damn, this is no had nothing to do with hotels either. What's that? Um, <laughs> Murder on um. Did y'all Murder on the Orient Express. Orient Express. Express. I love that movie, man. Yeah, it was actually not bad. It just wasn't like it's it wasn't. Good. Yeah, I'm ready for the sequel to that. No, I'm ready for that one. I, I it, that it got did it do well in the theaters? It no. did middlingly it well. It didn't do as well as I think they thought it would because it had so many like so much star power in it. Yeah, but I yeah. enjoyed it. So that means it's probably not going to be a sequel, and I should give no. Up. I mean, um, I, I want another one, but like you said, I'm like, I can see why it didn't do as well, but it's a nice, like, go to, like, it's a nice general film. And I think nice, just general, pretty good films don't do well nowadays. Yeah. For yeah. Plus, I've been watching Hercule Poirot since I was little, so I, I mean. Mm-hmm. Now he's the, it was I was the a fan. He, he's the main character. Good. Yeah, he's I mean, good. I, I, I never really can remember his name, but he was really no, good. No, did they get the mustache right? Yes. Did, yes. <laughs> okay. I would oh, think they, so. They went over the top with the mustache this time. Like yeah, they, they, yeah. Yo, didn't he have a mustache guard or some shit? He had like a mustache. Yes, he did. When he went to sleep, that motherfucker had a, mo- a mustache do rag. I ain't never seen that. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. He really did. I forgot yeah. about that. Thank you for my. I'm seeing niggas on 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 Instagram wearing them, the Hercule must um beard guard. So right, I need one. I seen them things. They got a spike. Brandon, don't you dare. <laughs> I will. I will. I will be five and yank that off your face. Next thing you know, he forgets it all and goes to Kroger down the street. Brandon gonna be in the gym. Dog, what you doing? I'm deep conditioning. Lord Jesus. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a bonnet for niggas. A nigga, a nigga a nigga, a nigga <laughs> I mean, y'all already got weak. You know, y'all got less fronts too. So, so hey, the market is opening. <laughs> Steve for Harvey. Y'all. It really um, is. <laughs> Greyhound related. Oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah. Um, Greyhound starring Tom Hanks. This is a war drama. Uh, you no. know, Tom Hanks love a war drama. God, Tom, know, seriously? Right? Come on. I mean, I like him. I mean, all the war dramas he had was pretty, pretty fire. Is it? Is Catherine Bigelow, dude? It's not Catherine Bigelow, nah. Um, she on my list. Five Feet she? Apart, starring Cole Sprouse. Uh, Cole Sprouse, as Netflix likes to... Um, <laughs> oh, is that the one where, they, where both of them are have cancer or something and they, they, can't, they, they can't get close? No, it's a girl who has something like a... a oh, disease. yeah, they can't touch. Can't get, they can't get close to each other. Is? Yeah. Yeah, you have to stay five feet apart all the time. Oh, or she has to she has to stay five feet apart from everybody else all the time. Right, but then they end up running away because white. <laughs> Lord, it's kind of like everything, everything basically. But she ran away. Yep, March 29th, Dumbo, directed by Tim Burton. Oh no, Dude, it still ain't came out yet. No, oh, it come out. Yeah, about- it come out March. <laughs> I've been hearing about this damn movie for like a year and a half. Right, longer than that. It seems. Like. That's how long it took them to make it. 
I must have been hearing about it since they've been filming it, like, yep. every I day. I think they've just been trying to prepare everybody emotionally just to, you know. You know, they're probably smart. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to have some kids going up in there, like, seeing Dumbo looking all real and shit, CGI. <laughs> Right. I think people people will think that you know people who don't who won't, aren't following will think that this movie is some kind of a lively thing. But it's Tim Burton, people. Tim Burton is oh, yeah. not. It's Tim Burton make- and it's Dumbo. Dumbo's already depressing as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> why like, would you do that? Who Special crisis or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, who approved this? I'm not okay you with. Mean, you know what? I'm realizing that we had a lot of sad children's movies in our. Childhood. Yeah. Sure. You yeah. know what I was thinking about yesterday? And it almost ruined the whole franchise for me. And it's my what? favorite Disney movie, Ariel. I was like, wait a minute. This is bestiality and pedophilia. Because Homegirl was 16. She was very much 16. We don't know how old Prince Eric was. We assume mm, he was grown. I'm older than 16. I <laughs> bet yo, you. I yo, I ain't going to lie. Yo, I haven't seen The Little Mermaid since. Oh. We, watched it. we watched it in class. When I was the last day of school, uh, I think it was fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it since then. I own all three movies. Well, there is I three. Don't, of them. I don't know why that popped in my head yesterday, but I was like, God dang it, I just ruined this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them fairy tales I always have like. I, I know why. R. Kelly, that's yeah. what popped in my head. A lot, of them, a lot of them old fairy tales always have like the young girl marrying like the older guy. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast yeah. is the same way. Where's it that? Basically, what are y'all doing, Disney? Simba and Nala are probably eight years old. Simba and Nala are brother and sister. You are God. What? Stop it. Stop it, Randy. There's only one male lion in a pride. That is so right. You are Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why are you like that? What is wrong with Disney? What is wrong with Disney? Wait, wait, wait. No, half brother and sister. Yeah, they're half brother and sister, yes. But, you know. They know half. They know halves of black families. You know that. I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do that. Uh, (laughs) Captive State. Are you going to do that to your children? Are you going to ruin movies like that for your children? Probably. Get out of here. Captive State, starring um, directed by Rupert Wyatt, starring John Goodman and Vera um, Famiga. Right. Oh yeah, I'm here for beer. I love her. Farmiga. Farmiga. Sean Goodman, man, you know he's always uh, good and everything. He's in too. Right. April fifth, the best of enemies, starring Taraji P Henson. It's her, um one of them. It's one of them um, when we were colored movies. When we were colored. Oh, that's <laughs> the one that was filmed in my hometown. I think in uh, Cartersville. Yes. Or. Uh huh. Look at Cartersville trying to get some Hollywood. <laughs> I'm with yeah. it. Pet Cemetery remake. Nope. Nope. Are you serious? I, I didn't even know about that one. Listen, I can't sit with my feet hanging off the bed to this day. <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Yo, Pet Cemetery had the best like, opening scene ever. A little kid got hit by an 18 wheeler out of nowhere. It ain't even him coming. Is it the back. same people that did the remake of It? Um, It's not. No, this is the, this oh, is the okay. Paramount movie. It was done by a New Line. Speaking of New Line, they have a movie coming out April the fifth. You know what it is? What's that? No. Y'all know what it you is. Better not say Medea. No, it's not Medea. Oh, some black for sure. No, it's not black. Well, it's a black. Oh. It's black people in it, but it's not a black movie. It's Shazam. Mm-hmm. It's, oh yeah, uh, Brandon. <laughs> I don't know. That would have been my first guess. <laughs> right. He's got one black girl in it. What are you talking about? It also has a black <laughs> wizard. 
Mm. Okay, two black people. <laughs> yeah. Two black people don't count as uh being black people. I man. said it was I said it was a white movie that had black folk in it. See, when you say a white movie with black people in it, I would think it's more than two people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How do we not know it was Shazam? I don't, I know don't even know. We set ourselves up for that. Yeah, that's true. Also, is there a collective word for a group of black people? Like a big enough group? Black just, people. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, are, we aren't a flock of seagulls, Ali. <laughs> a murder a of crows. Like lions were a pride. A murder of negroes. So, Shazam, of course, is basically big with superpowers. On April the 12th, the week after, we have Big in Reverse with Little, starring Regina Hall, Marseille Martin, and Issa Rae. Yeah, that looks like that's going to be good. I can't wait. I cannot. But isn't that kind of um, 13 and... What was that movie? 13 um, Going on 30, which is sort of kind of the same thing. Freaky Friday. I like that movie, though. Uh-huh. I mean, we've we've had this movie, like, so many times, but it's nice yes. to have a black... It's nice to have a black version, black. yes. It's never had black right. people, yeah. I like, I like having a black version of things. Also, we finally got Issa Rae <laughs> and Tracy Oliver working together again. Okay. Tracy Wait, Oliver wrote the screenplay for this movie. Black girl? Yeah. Okay. They she, never women, had beef, did they? I don't think they had beef. They just, they just, you know, their careers went in separate directions. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Tracy is the one that wrote Miss, uh, Miss Adventure, right? She, yeah, her and Issa wrote it together. And then she got jobs yeah. writing and, like, for, like, Survivor. She got real Hollywood jobs off of that, writing for Survivor more. She wrote Barbershop 3 with Kenya Barris. She also wrote um, Girls Trip with Kenya Barris. And then, right. so she's written this. Right. Hmm. And Kenya is involved in this too. He's the producer, yeah. Cause like So wait, well what's Will Packer's role now? Well, he's also the producer. They're they both a producer. Because oh, um because okay. Marseille Martin pitched it to him, pitched it to Kenya Bears when she was 10. Like they you know, because you know, they shooting <laughs> black and she's like man. Yeah, she's like, I should make a movie. It's gonna be called Little. It's been like big in reverse. And so Kenya Bears took it to Will Packer. And the problem they had though was that they could never get the time on the break between seasons of Blackish to film it until now. And they mm-hmm. sort of kind of was like, this is the last time we'll be able to do this. You'll be too grown by the time this time next year. Yeah. Because right. wasn't it like this summer when they filmed it in Atlanta? Yeah, I it was think? this summer. They supposed yeah. to have filmed it two years ago. Oh. And I love is... that little girl. She has such great comedic timing. Yeah. Now, is this the girl, just the, 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 uh, the second? Twin. The twins. The, the, okay. The yeah. Twin mm-hmm. sister. Yeah, she's real funny. Yeah, but sadly, man, I um to be real with you, I, I just never was really a big fan of Blackish. That's fine. That's fine. It, it just never really catch me like that. Yeah, um, Hellboy, which is a reboot remake. Uh, if you know, oh, so it's not. Movie. So it's like, it's like a new. So it's, it's not a sequel. It's not a sequel. No, it's a reboot. Oh. And I'm assuming Ron Perriman is not no longer Hellboy. I take he it. is not. Huh. Um, the, was... the dude from Stranger Things, the the cop, he's um Hellboy now, David something. Oh, okay. Hurt? Yeah. The that sheriff got Ron Perlman. He ain't that much older than him. Right. <laughs> David Harbor. I've never okay. seen Hellboy. Um, I seen two. Two was dope. Yeah, Hellboy wasn't a bad series. Yeah, one first time. Right. I don't even know what it's about. A missing Link from Annapurna and Laika is a. It's a CGI stop motion looking film about the missing link. I'm sure y'all seen this trailer. I've seen it like 900 times. No. 
I have never heard of it. Whoa. I just Googled it. it and I have never seen this. I'm like, oh, our favorite Zoe Saldana thing. <laughs> she sure is. Zoe Saldana. Playing a white woman. Stop. Hilarious. Well, the woman ain't white. She might be Latin, she might be Latinx, but she ain't black. Sure. The, the, web, the character design they have, unless she's Sarah Jane Johnson, she ain't black. <laughs> you know what? Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, is is Zoe Saldana not mixed? Yes. Yeah, she is. So why she can't play um this this Latin Latin ex ambiguous woman? Hold up, Zoe Saldana isn't I, I thought she was just uh, Afro Latina. Yeah, yeah, that's mixed. Yeah, mixed. Black and black and Latin, no, Latina. Latina. I don't. I don't consider that mixed. Yeah, oh, okay. it's, uh, it's it more could, like a nationality either, and a race. Yeah, it could either be one, one parent's yeah. black, one parent's Latinx, You're or they're right. both Latinx and black. Okay, so what do we call her then? Well, that's <laughs> just like Maxwell is like Dominican and Puerto Rican. Yeah, he is. He black. And you, you bet you just you just black. Your boat just stopped in the, the islands <laughs> instead of South Carolina. Right. Right. Um, there's a movie called After. No idea what it is. Oh, yeah. oh, no idea who these people are. Courtney Solomon and Mark Canton. Yeah. Google. No idea. It looked uh, it looked like some like uh, a like a white romance movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you didn't research it. Like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, April the nineteenth. <laughs> the Curse of La. Llorona. It's a horror movie from New Line. La Llorona. Oh, that's the one that um. Oh, is that the one that I saw? They. Had? I see two creepy kids. Some controversy and like a maid about? or something. I think it's a Conjuring movie. Mm-hmm. Or it's, you know, it's. I think it's just from like the producers of the Conjuring, so James Wan and them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one I, I heard about last year because it's like a um, it's a Latin like fable type thing but they cast all white people oh fuck so that's so that's what they had controversy Woo! about the main character is white when in the in the Latin like fairy tale it's you know so it's a Latin fairy tale like it's definitely yes. it's like a Latin fairy tale yes but they, but they casted cast white a white actress yes it's a Latin American folklore story who got a bow no, not me. I got a bow and they near the microphone with that bow. I need to take a wave step away from it. I hear something scraping, but it's not me. Oh shit, that might be me. You got a bow, nigga? <laughs> no, no. It's like not it's not close. It's downstairs. It's all good. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because you got a yeah, I got that loft. Yeah. Okay. Uh nice. breakthrough. I don't know what this is. It stars Chrissy Metz from This Is Us and Topher Grace. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw... Um... Hold yeah. on, who's, who's she on This Is Us? Uh, she's the um, Kate, the sister. Oh, gosh, the big sister. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it's rated PG. It's a, it's a, it's one of those feel-good, make-you-cry movies. I, was, I, was um, to ask, I saw the trailer the other day. Uh, it's produced by Devon Franklin. That's why I asked, was it religious? Because you know how you know yes, he's on. Yes, it is. He produces Basically, movies? like, there's something happens to their son, and he ends up, like, he's in the hospital. Okay. And he's basically, like, praying over him every day for him to get better. Yeah, religious. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, a Christian. That sounds religious. Yeah. So he's... Yeah, James, yeah, Jameson, he used to work at Sony. That's how him and Megan Good met, because he was a producer... On um, what's the movie? Um, that TD Jakes movie. No, um, not the TD Jakes one. The one with all the black folks in jumping it. Jumping the broom. Jump not jumping the broom. broom. After that. After that. After jumping the broom. Uh, what's the, all the black folks in it. Kevin Hart's in it. Um, 
Columbus Short is in it. What's the name of that movie? Oh, Steve Harvey book. Oh, uh, Think Like no, a Man. Think Like a Man, yes. Think Like a Man. It was Jumping the Broom, wasn't it? He might have produced both of them. Yeah, he put he because jumping no, the broom was on TD Jakes. I think he was on that one. He because he 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 used to work at Sony at, in the um right. the Negro department. So right, but I think they met when she did jumping the broom. Okay. So when did he start being a when did he start being like a pastor or preacher? Simultaneously, I think he's always done that. He's always like, okay speaking stuff. Yep, like if you look at this IMDb, all the black movies from Sony: uh, The Karate yeah. Kid, Hancock. Um, I love Hancock. Yeah, because he got he was, he was uh, Annie. He worked for Will's production company for a while. Yeah. Oh, cool. Captain Phillips, Heaven is for Real. I guess a cool. couple of white ones in Donut there too. He's actually well, done. Um, I guess he didn't work, like, work on the made a lot of money, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It did well. A remake of Foxy Brown. He got in the in the works. I forgot he was doing that. Oh god. Oh, he got a little spicy. Okay. It's, this spicy bro gonna have all. She gonna she gonna be like um, she gonna weigh about ninety ninety four pounds to be. Thin. I was gonna say is Megan playing foxy bro. She gonna have a, gonna she gonna have a skirt light skin. She have a skirt to, to the ankle. Stop. <laughs> she ain't gonna be. She ain't gonna be offended. Jesus showing showing no cleavage. Are oh, you right? Doing that opening title sequence in the bikini. <laughs> so we're not gonna get no boobs in the first. Uh, in the, in the title the, sequence, no. Multiple times, yeah. Uh, and then oh, wow. the last one, um, April the 26th, the movie that everybody, of course, is going to see multiple times, Avengers Endgame. Avengers, yeah. Uh, okay, hold on, Brandon. I am right. It's, well, I just saw something. Well, this is from 2016. said a Foxy Brown TV series. Oh, it was a TV show. Was, okay. was in the works with, at Hulu starring Megan Good. That's why I was like, Of course it starred. That's what I remember. The, yeah, of course it stars sworn, Megan Good. I was like, I could have sworn I saw something about her playing Foxy Brown. But I this don't... was from 2016, so I don't know if it's still... Maybe it just Who wants Megan Good to be Foxy Brown? Yeah, Devon Franklin. I'm not, look, I love Megan Good. But I don't know if she's Foxy Brown, though. Right. Remember when they tried to have her in a in a TV show on NBC inspired by the success of Scandal? Yeah, we um, all... Yeah, Michelle used to watch it. Was it Deceived or the... It was something with the D. No, it was kind of like Revenge. It was like... It was was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Mm. Like, they cut it like halfway through the season. Yeah, man, we was mad. We was toxic when they cut that, man. We used to watch that one. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I only watched like one or two episodes, maybe one episode. I'll say oh, it was solid, man. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was really definitely good. a fake ass revenge, but it was really good. Yeah, all right, <laughs> that's that's everything for now. Though I will say, I clicked over to May. These niggas got another dog movie coming this year already. What's hey, the man. other one? A dog's journey. Yeah, you did. You haven't seen that preview in theaters for like a while now. Is no, that the one I've seen a dog's way home. So that there's another thing. There's another one. <laughs> wait a minute. That sounds like the same thing. I can't wait until they get that movie We Three to come. Wait, out. is is that the same? Like, is it- I'm confused, bro. Okay, so they those things sound like the same movie. Um, basically, a dog gets lost for whatever reason, gets away from his owner, and they have this miraculous journey yeah. where they learn about life and they come back to meet their owner finally. It's like, oh, one of those feel-good generic dog movies, blah, 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 blah. This movie, I know the last one I saw was one with the CGI lions with the dog. Yeah, that's the, the dog's way home. Okay, like, so a dog's journey, dog with him, same damn thing. 
Yeah, um, it's, it's a, a dog's journey is a sequel to a dog's way home, which is a sequel to a dog's purpose. It's it's a dog cinematic. <laughs> it's a dog <laughs> dog cinematic. <laughs> okay, K-9, so K nine cinematic universe. Right, right, right. Now, what I want to happen is, do you are you guys familiar with? I, I know Latria probably isn't, and Stephanie probably isn't, and I'm guessing that Ali isn't. But Brandon, have you ever heard of We Three? No, what is that? What's that? We Three is a comic book that basically kind of makes fun of those Murrays. Like, like, uh, it's like it's basically about a dog, a rabbit, and a cat who have been taken away from their owners and remade into weapons. So oh it's like ho- homework bound, the um, the um, the um, but like with action. <coughs> yeah, homework so, bound. So it's like, homework- it's like it's like Universal Soldier with dogs. Yes, homework bound meets Universal Soldier. Okay. Um. And it was actually optioned for a movie. It's a comic book by um, Grant Morrison. And of it's an option for film. Grant I can't Morrison. wait till that happens because it's kind of like a farce on these movies that keep on happening that are basically <laughs> the same damn story. But let's up it, like take it up a notch. Let's make, like, not make fun of it, but show how, not, not but glorify it, but show how ridiculous it is too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the art on this is crazy. Oh yeah, it's by Frank Quitely. He's awesome. Well, he that, is awesome. Man, he did All-Star Superman. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead on to... All right. So the stuff we checked out this week, I don't have anything other than the uh, main events. I have been busy as fuck all week. So y'all got it. <laughs> okay. So when you said checked out, like you talking about TV and movies? TV and movies and stuff. Okay. I'll go. Um, <clears throat> actually, I recently signed up for Hulu over the holidays. Because it was the only way I was able to watch a very Brady sequel. I mean, very Brady Christmas that I have been <laughs> I have been trying to find for like two years. Don't do me, Ken. Don't do me. Okay. I'm not. I, ain't I, that. I told I ain't the tree that. last. My favorite white holiday. Last week, I told them I watched the Flintstone Christmas on Boomerang. So I can't say <laughs> nothing about watching the very Brady Christmas. So I literally signed up for Hulu just to watch that. And I was like, well, while I'm here. And then I realized that Living Single was on there. And I was like, oh, snap. And Family Matters. I've been like, I think I'm in season. Yeah, Family Matters remastered in HD. Season two. Okay. So you can see all of Urkel's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. More so you can see all like the nails in that set and see how fake it looks. Oh man. Yes. There was one too. scene where they show like they were showing up the stairs and you could tell like in the corner they just like threw the walls together and I was like, ooh, wow. <laughs> I didn't patch that up. <laughs> oh, oh. So if somebody pushes you into that wall, it's like you're going right yeah. through it. Because <laughs> it, it was like at the top of the wall in the corner and I was yeah. like, Yeah. Oh, y'all didn't patch that. Cause ain't shit back there, but another um, pair of, of like wire stairs to take, take you back down to the other side of the set. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what else have I been watching? Oh, I actually did watch something, and now I forgot. And I think it had to do with Ali, and now I forgot. Well, we watched. Uh, we watched Napoli Ever After. I finally seen that. Okay. Oh, the movie. Did you like it? Yeah, it was cool. It just you fell apart. The last, the <laughs> yeah, it was like the last part of. I think the the, um, the last act of it was kind of, eh. and the way it yeah. ended was kind of. Eh. Yeah, her so her it, cutting it was, her hair sold that film was, for more yeah. than what it was. Yeah, it really definitely. did. They made it seem like it was way more dramatic. It was a <laughs> good. When we finally got to that part. It was like, oh, and then the show we was kind of talking about is it, like, yo, she wouldn't have. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the way he reacted. 
Like, she took him back. Like, I wasn't really expecting her character to, like, just take dude back and, and roll mm. roll with it. Like, it seemed like she should have just been done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you talking about mm-hmm. the dude from... Uh, the the fake-ass Tony Parker looking at Yeah. Uh, Ricky Whittle. Ricky Whittle, yeah. Oh, whatever his name is. It was a really good TV One movie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that That's what it was. <laughs> You know what, Ken? You know, first of all, you haven't done my TV One. We like love that. you. <laughs> I love TV One, man. They be employing my homies, man. Shout don't even say TV One because I don't even watch this. <laughs> yeah, man. We be watching uh, what's the one about uh, the uh, Fatal Attraction? Yeah, oh, I think it's called Fatal Attraction. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so obviously, I told no lies because all of you got reacted to that. Like, whoo. <laughs> Like I heard the, it, I heard the, was, in was your a, teeth. Like, it was a Netflix movie. Thank you very much. I'm not gonna even say. That. I, you know what? I've discovered over Christmas that Netflix and TV One share a lot of movies. They really do. <laughs> well, how do you think they p- build up the little black section? They be trying to get us to watch. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you like Happily Ever After, you will really love from, random man. movie with Christian Keys in it. <laughs> right. Christian who? Christian, Christian Keys, he's in all the black movies. Hold up, is that my man who played on uh, Dreamgirls? No, yeah. no. No. Oh, not Dreamgirls. He he's the other one, too. He's like the new That's Brian. Keith Robinson. He be in all of them, too. No, Christian Keys is high yellow. Hold up, is Christian Keys my man who played on uh, Dysfunctional Friends? As the yes, he is. Yeah. Yep, that's he him. He, I think he was in one right. of those Tyler Perry shows, too, wasn't he? He was in, uh, he also played in, uh, in uh, I believe one so. of my... My mom-in-law, she had us all hyped to watch it. <laughs> Damn preachers, the preacher's son. Yes. Yeah, that's, yes, that's I, love, I love how this highlights how disposable that nigga is. Like random muscle bound, light skin nigga, number five. <laughs> uh, right. Anything like else, Latria? There was a show. I literally watched a whole season of a show, and I cannot remember what show. Okay. Was good. <laughs> uh, anything else, Jameson? Trying to think, man. What else we watched? Uh, we started Narcos, uh, Mexico. Narcos. We haven't finished yet, though. Dr. Narcos off an of episode Dr. one. Narcos. Shout out to SZA. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did we watch? Nah, that's it. Okay. That's All right. Um, Ken. Okay, so this weekend, I watched... Oh, I have... Uh, sorry, I do have one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I watched Bandersnatch. Uh, okay. Oh, they talked about that one um, last week, yeah. about the uh, oh, okay. Choose Your Own Adventure joint. Yeah, it, like I started, know, not, I started not paying attention at the end. I was like, "Why do I keep going back to the same scene? Do I need to choose different stuff? Like, what is happening?" <laughs> like, yeah. my ending took like forty-five minutes just to end because mm-hmm. it kept going back to like one particular part. You know, Netflix is getting sued around that, right? Yeah, because it's getting yeah, sued by Choose Your Own Adventure. Own adventure <laughs> yeah. Who knew Choose Your Own Adventure was copyrighted? Right. You mean like the people that did the book? That's on? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, uh-huh. like, choose, no, choose the term, like the Choose Your Own Adventure, that, that's a brand print. It's a okay. trademark, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And they, like, Netflix actually knew about it, but they couldn't get the trademark done before releasing it. And they went ahead and released it anyway, huh? Oh. Mm-hmm. So that don't sound good. That sound like everybody Because I mean, I could I could excuse them if they didn't know it was a trademark, but them niggas right. Oh, see, they gonna mess around and end up like Peter Guns and Lord Tariq. <laughs> <laughs> In trouble for all that sampling. All right, yeah. uh, Netflix definitely chose their own adventure with their own lawsuit with that one. Uh, so that's gonna be. be all right, Ken. Um, anything else? 
Yeah, this week. So I actually started watching Game of Thrones finally. Oh, Lord um, Jesus. In anticipation of the new season coming. Man, them damn thrones. Woo! Like, and the thing is, I've been, I've, I'm up on season three now, and all my friends have been telling me, like, I've watched up to this point, and they've been like, nigga, you ain't seen shit yet. Yeah. Like, I'm, meanwhile, true. I'm over here flailing. Nah, like, Whoa. Right, me too. Shit. You ain't seen me shit, too. <laughs> I'm like, what else can happen? Like, I don't Oh, even... don't worry. <laughs> you Do know, because I'm. I'm like, the first season was, it was okay. It was enough to keep me watching. Season two, it got me plugged in. Season three so far, I'm on, I just finished episode two of season three. So what? What's like, that's where, Ken, we in the same spot. What's like? I'm like, same spot. I'm like, okay, they up in this. Like, I just met Lady Terrell and she over here reading like people every two seconds. Mm -hmm. Like she, like she is everything. And I like, I love every second she's on screen. Is that the red haired? No, no, this is the older lady. The older oh. she's, she's Who's the, the psychic mother? lady. Who's that psychic lady? Oh, uh, Melisandre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, um. So uh, Ken, Ken, did you know that the woman who the actress who's playing Lady um Lady Terrell, she was a Bond girl back in the day. I I believe it. Yeah, she was super fine too. Well, I guess. Oh, really? I need yeah. to I need to go back and look that up then. Um, I need, but um. Like, overall, I love the story. I love, like, even though I love to hate the Lannisters, like, I feel like they have the best character development because you can tell all of them are related, not because of their looks, but because of their personalities, and but also how they're all different because they all have the same kind of cunning to them. Like, uh, Tyri- Tyrion, Lord Tyrion, who is played by uh, Peter Dinklage, so you know, I the guy love, who's a yeah, shorter it. stature. I'm not sure what the invoke term is right now, but I'm going to say the man is shorter stature. Okay, tell me this. What, what, what's happening right now? Like, what episode, what happened the last episode you watched? Okay, basically, um, the one of the Tyrell, Tyrell girls, she's decided she wants to be queen for mm-hmm. Joffrey, and she's oh, seducing yeah. him. Oh, yeah. She's um, a hippie, Sa- um, Sansa, she's escaped uh, the encampment with the, the Lannister grandfather, and yep. but she got captured by the other people, and she's like being used, she's about to be used as a pawn. Um, oh, okay, so you're, you're pretty, you're further, I, I, I didn't realize that much stuff happened by season three. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but what else happened? Um, I love uh, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. I am your Khaleesi. Yes, and like, I love Daenerys. Like her whole journey of t- like self reliance and self discovery and everything, and all everything that happened in Karth. Like Karth was that shit. Yeah, Karth was crazy. Yeah. Like you know, like in like the House of the Undead, and she goes mm-hmm. through there, and she finally uses her dragons, like their fire and everything, because she's a mother of dragons. Um, Brandon, I don't think this show is for you. <laughs> Why not? Why you say I just that? don't. Brandon, this, it's a little <laughs> more soap opera operatic than Brandon would probably like. Oh, and no. it's like it takes a minute to get to some of the action. And even I think the action sequences wouldn't be for Brandon. So this show, I don't. It's one of those shows. It's like a snowball rolling down a hill. Exactly. And <laughs> right now, right now, you're just you're not even. Even you're not even half. You're not even, half, not you're even, not even halfway through at the bottom. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna make me turn this on as soon as we finish recording. Yeah, I would. I've been, I've been trying to like pick it back up all week, but now I'm like really. It's, it's, it's really, <laughs> really like I can honestly say there are a few times in television history where my mouth has literally been completely dropped and I was speechless, and that happened to me at least twice on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Michelle sat up here and literally no words for like multiple seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
the the way the, sh- the the way the whole series is set up, mm-hmm. where the characters keep moving further and further away from each other to, exactly. to give you to give you to make their world seem more expansive and lived in and whatnot, yeah. it, it it has the effect of making it interesting, but it, it feels at um at first kind of slow. But then mm-hmm. when the characters now have to come back together, the the world. Uh, I don't know, brother. You might want to chill out. You might be. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, 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 I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying that, you know, if eventually there's a reason for all of these things happening and then right. when things start connecting, that's when... Right, that's when it starts to come together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And anything else? Uh, I also watched, um, started watching the new season of Friends with College from college, which I didn't know started this Friday. Oh, I, tr- oh, I, I tried to watch the first one? episode of season one yesterday. I got 10 minutes and got bored. Is that the it's, one of the Wayans? One of the Wayans? Um, no, it's, no. It's, it's Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you have to really um, be into that kind of sense of humor, that dry but quirky um, sense of humor. See, I normally you have am, but I just like that first, like that first scene. I was like, I was bored, and I just yeah. Stopped. It takes a minute, but these are characters that are not really likable but are relatable. Mm. Um, and I like where the season is going. It's kind of like you have people dealing with. Um, there's a one character he's dealing with the fact that, you know, he's a little older and the woman he likes is not going to go with his bullshit. It's kind of like he's used to being a playboy, being able to get over on women, you know, about being fun and flirt, flirty or whatever, blah, 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 blah. They get capped up in his charm, but she's older and she's more established and she's like, I'm not going to sit, you know, sit here and settle for your bullshit. So he's doing it for that. You're, you got the other characters who are getting divorced and you're dealing with how do I how do I navigate this situation where I'm no longer like I'm divorcing somebody like we're not on good terms, but you're friends with the same people I'm friends with. So how do we navigate this? Mm. Um, it, these are like relatable situations that people go through. And I love the sense of humor that that they use to express this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't I won't say it's as good as the first season. But I, I like it, and I think it, it's actually kind of like it in its mundanity of things and the way it expresses mundanity. Like, the situations, some of them are kind of, like, over the top, and some of them aren't. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like yeah. small, relatable situations. Like, how do I deal with somebody who's my friend, but I also see my friend doing little shit, little shit that kind of gets on my nerves? Mm-hmm. And how do I? How do you navigate around this? How do I deal with this? How do you do, do this as a... Uh, as a um, a grown ass, a, a alleged adult, adulting without being petty or harmful or breaking down this uh, friendship that you've established. So it's kind of like those kind of things. It's kind of like these microaggressions, micro situations, and I kind of like it for that. I think I got into see, um, episode four this season. So so far, not bad. What mm-hmm. channels does it, does it come on? Netflix. It's Netflix. Oh, it's a Netflix show. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Coffee light, sweet. What have you been watching? Well, um, can you guys hear me? Because I have these really crazy headphones. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you sound good. Well, I, thank you. I saw the uh, topic for the night. I saw it yesterday because I wanted to wait um, and see it um, for my birthday. Okay. And uh, I saw it yesterday. So I'll be talking about that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Ali. Um, I decided to check out um, randomly a foreign series on Netflix. Um, it's called Selection Day. And I decided to watch it because the premise seemed really interesting. Um, reason being, 
I've always wanted to watch uh, a show that is that kind of tells a story about people like Venus and Serena Williams or like um, Tiger Woods' is, uh, Tiger Woods is hello. Hello, what happened? Ali. Did the aliens get him? You must have. Yeah. I think it was Richard. I think Richard got him. <laughs> Who is Richard? I don't know what Richard, happened. Richard Williams. Um, he texted me oh, something yeah. that we can't hear him. <laughs> Wait, from what he was telling me though about it the other day, it's like it's a show. It's set up in Indy. It's about two. Uh, bro, uh, two brothers. I think they're. I don't remember if they're twins or not, but they're actually trained to be cricket players, I believe. Or oh, properly. Mm. And then, like a whole lot of supernatural things are introduced as well. In addition, oh, okay. I'm not yeah. sure what happened to Ali. He also, I think, was watching Young Justice Outsiders. How we don't know. <laughs> I'll tell him to check his microphone. Yeah, he doesn't know that we can't hear him. Oh, he's probably still talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Wow, poor kid. I sound like me when I used to have a T Mobile. So that's TV One, T-Mobile. I got cross out people off the um, list of um. <laughs> I just stick with AT and T. Yeah, I think he's gonna try to lock back in again. Uh, but okay. while he's doing that, we'll go ahead on to the news. Uh, news is gonna be really quick because um, we did the uh, preview instead. Aquaman is officially at a billion dollars worldwide. It's the first of the quote-unquote DCEU movies, which they don't actually call it that. They just call them DC random movies at the studio to cross a billion dollars. <laughs> DC random movies. DC random movies. Uh, the Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises both topped $1 billion in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. The rest so, of the current bunch have not, except for Aquaman. So, so Brandon, what does this mean for for DC? Is this is this are they on the upswing? It, is there is there hope? I or? don't know because the thing is, I, I mean, there's financial hope, which I guess is oh, enough yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know because a lot of people don't like Aquaman at all. Period. A lot of people mm-hmm. are in I the still middle. Haven't seen it yet. A lot of people. It is. It goes hard on you. That's my position, and I'm sticking to it. A lot, it of, people, goes a, lot of, a lot of people, like Ken's best friend Grace Randolph, said it was the best DC movie in decades. Wow. It goes hard on me. He doesn't like the score. Oh no! It's not just the score. Oh, he said on mute. Oh, on mute. Yeah, <laughs> like the special effects, the visuals are awesome. The actual story and the dialogue leaves much to be. Oh, the dialogue is all cheesy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, the score, just, Ken. That ain't why I want to see it. Yeah, I know it's he not looks what good. You, that's yes, that's a trio. He looks I, good. I, it goes hard on you. <laughs> I just want to see Jason without his shirt on. <laughs> like, you will. You yeah. will. Mm-hmm. You, you, and yeah. you will enjoy it. All right. See, that's all I need. Sorry though. Mm-hmm. I'm mad that people were caught. Like, I just realized that Cal Drogo was only in one season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was only one season. Yeah, but everybody was like fawning over him. Oh my God, Cal Drogo. 
I'm like, why y'all look really love this nigga? Like he this? actually was a shitty. He wasn't a good person. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my god, Cal Drogo. And I'm yeah, like, Ali, we can hear you now. What happened? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was just literally, I'm just sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, I hear you guys say, hey, we can't hear him anymore. And I'm like, I haven't moved. <laughs> that's, like, that's like scary. That's like being dead in a coffin and you can hear everybody, but you can't react. Ooh, I thought... Uh, Are we actually, in a that's, Jordan actually, that's, that's actually what happens during sleep paralysis. I used to get that a lot of times when I was... Oh, like, me too. It like, happens whenever I, just, I sleep on my back. That's why I don't sleep on my back anymore. Yeah, yeah me neither. What's the name of that movie? Buried Alive? I've seen that movie. It was, that was, it was a Twilight Zone episode. One of my favorite episodes was like that. Yeah. A person, a person when they thought he was dead, but he was really alive and couldn't say nothing. Yeah. And he was all the way zipped up in the body bag and all that. Yeah. Ali, I tried I tried to explain to them selection day based on what you told me before. Yeah. So um, quick, quick premise. Uh, basically, uh, two brothers. Uh, oh, sorry. This They're is happy, interesting, isn't it colored? This is based in India. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is um the setting is India and uh this this um father the father who who um reminds who's probably uh would remind us of like the kind of father like Venus and Serena would have mm-hmm. he has he has trained himself he's researched and trained himself to become a cricket coach for his two his two sons 15 and 16 years old wait no um I think no, both of them are both of them are uh, fourteen and fifteen years old, basically. Okay. And That's so he, he has aggressively trained them to focus on one thing and one thing only, and that is becoming the best cricket players in the world. And they are from a very rural, poor village. He has moved them to the big city that's Mumbai, so that way they can enter into something called they can enter or um, to show uh, how do you call that like show their skills mm-hmm. in some in a in a sort of like a um a, a like something world called not no not a like not a world cup but like something like an NFL combine gotcha oh gotcha 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 right and so that's why it's called selection day because um every episode tells you how many days until selection day so that way um you can enter your um your son or um into this sort of like they they must be part of a team and then they're going to be scouts on that day and they're going to look at all of these 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 thousands of people from all over India and out of all of these people they're going to pick 3 to be on the national team mm. just 3 and so the, the father has brought them to Mumbai to see if he can force them into like force his way into a team or some kind of a selection process so that way his sons can show up their skills so that way they can be selected and they make lots of money and obviously they shower him with all the praises, blah, blah, blah. Right? Well, you know, it's funny, your description, that's that's literally what Richard Williams did with Venus and Serena. He didn't know yeah. anything. He didn't know much about tennis. He literally yeah, read, read a couple books and uh, taught himself tennis. Yeah, and it's it's almost like that because every time I see documentaries about um, um, that their father, it always goes over the fact that he had to teach himself and he even came up with some new ways of getting them to practice and get better that other coaches who've been in the game for so long, they Man, had no idea about, right? So it's the same thing here, but the, 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 the drama of it, it's a fictional show, the drama of it comes where the fact that only one of the two brothers is that interested in cricket. The other one uh, wants to be an engineer. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Uh, and so they've gotten they've gotten to the big city and it's basically the issues where 
A, the children don't have their own, they don't have um, their own individuality just yet. Mm -hmm. But now they've been exposed to to other kids like themselves Mm -hmm. and other people like who will be influencing them, their interests start dividing. Like it starts going away (sighs) from so much cricket. And that's what's frustrating the father and is going to cause them to sort of have a lot of conflict going on of just figuring out who they want to be in life. And now, is this a series or a movie? This, this is a series. Oh, okay. The I first season of it is on Netflix. Um, it's 10 episodes long. That sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so that was the first one, that selection day. And I've been watching Young Justice Outsiders. Um, that's been pretty good. They've been releasing it three episodes at a time every week on DC Universe. So they're on episode six right now. Um, it's been really good. Uh, it's fun to jump back in. After I think it was six six years, I think since yep, six years. Young Justice, and to see the characters again, um, it's it's uh, the premise this time is that uh, the world leaders uh, have uh, what do you say? They've whatever Brandon since you you they've lost Ken faith in the Justice more. League, and so. The just, Batman's quit, and he started the Outsiders, and this sort of kind of this heroes, well, yes, the young ones and yes. the older ones are like divided between. The yeah, teams. they haven't they haven't come together just yet as Outsiders, but we know that's exactly what's going to happen eventually. Um, so it's just interesting to see now the characters, um, on their own without the league behind them. So um, yeah, it's and funnily enough, Black Lightning features prominently. On this show, and they've they've drawn his character. His character is designed to look just like Chris Williams in the live action CW. Show. Oh, that's interesting. Except yeah. without that terrible costume. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. but yeah, that's and so I've been enjoying that. So those are the only two things I've really been catching up on. Okay, so we're talking about Aquaman made a billion. So next up, so after surviving, oh, it's already done. Oh, huh? What happened? It's already made it. Yeah, this weekend. Okay. One billion, one billion dollars. Okay. Yeah, they already started putting out um, congratulatory ads and shit on Facebook. Okay. Uh, next up, so surviving R. Kelly, of course, has come and gone, but the repercussions are still coming down. R. Kelly has been flailing on all forms of media, talking about everybody's lying. Uh, the, his lawyers talking about. He, R. Kelly didn't know Ali was 15 when he married her. All so sorts of bad. nonsense. You know he lives in Trump Tower in Chicago? Yep. I'm like, of course he would live in Trump Tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the, like, the police act were called to the Trump Tower to investigate. And, of oh, course, he's mm-hmm. coached the girl, them poor girls to say that they want to be there. And also, Fulton County is investigating the whole thing that happened in Johns Creek last year. So, I was last week years old. When I realized that Johns Creek is in Fulton County and not Gwinnett County. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all thought it was Gwinnett? I thought it was Gwinnett. It's right next to Gwinnett. Gwinnett. <laughs> huh. I guess because my best friend lives in Jones Creek. So that's why I always I knew it was Fulton County. Well, you know what? Fulton County does get uh the lines get kind of uh, funny up that way. Yeah. Because yeah. back in the day I remember uh <laughs> Perimeter Mall used to be considered Fulton County. Like Atlanta PD would be at Perimeter Mall, and I always thought I was weird. Yeah, it's the cab. Yeah, it's the cab. Mm-hmm. No, I guess. But yeah, so that's happening there. And we'll see if anything comes of it. 
they're trying to see if they can get, get some charges here in like in Fulton County. So it what after oh, and then found to be also, like, um, he was trying to host a concert in Chicago and they shut that they down. They shut that down, yeah. They lost uh-huh. the um places. What were you about to say, Ken? So what after they found out he they were supporting him by call like saying, Hey, somebody about to try to Yeah, the pol- yeah, the police. Like, but like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, it's kind of like, oh, we need to cover our asses now. Yeah. Basically. But- yep. Next up, Missy Elliott has been officially, we talked about this a couple of months ago, but it's finally happened now. Missy Elliott has, has been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. She's the first uh, woman hip-hop artist to be inducted into such. Yeah. She deserves Good it. She her. wrote er- I, everybody's favorite R&B songs from the 90s and the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, mind blowing that she's the first, uh, the first woman hip hop artist to 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 get that honor. Yeah, it just seems kind of weird. Yeah, I think also because like her in particular, she did so much work for other artists. Yeah, yeah. So like that, everybody likes her. Yeah, and she's had so many hit singles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Indeed, and finally in news, so. We all know Shadow and Axe been going hard about Green Book since the movie, since before the movie came out. You know, they, they were the ones that went and interviewed the family of Don Shirley and, you know, how they don't like the movie and everything. They was like, it was like an unprecedented amount of, like, work they were putting in for, like, a journal, a journalistic entity into basically trying to tank a movie. And I was like, this is a lot. But, but you know, they were right. Oh, <laughs> everybody involved in the movie apparently in like the production of it is um problematic as shit. So came out that Peter Farley, who's the director, back when him and his brother used to write all them terrible, corny, uh, like uh, gross out movies, he used to randomly pull out his dick out on the set, yeah, as a joke. So he apologized for that. And then uh, what's the man's name? Um, I can't. I'm gonna tank this pronunciation. He's the writer. He's the son of Tony Lip. It's um Nick Valanega. Valanega. Valalonga. Valalonga. Oh God. Okay. I knew I was gonna take it. Valalonga. It came out that he, of course, obviously, is a Trump supporter. And when Donald Trump was going off about his, you know, proving to be false thing about Muslims cheering in New Jersey when 9-11 happened. He's oh, like, yeah. it did happen. I saw it happen. Dog, that did come on, man. I, so he had, okay, I didn't realize that was the guy that was his son, like yeah, that's, life. that's okay. why the movie is skewed towards the um the towards that character that Vigo Mortensen plays, because he got most of his research from his own father. Right. He did wow. talk to Don Shirley as well, apparently, and he says Don Shirley told him not to not to talk to the family. But I don't know if I trust him anymore because he apparently yeah, wants to lie on people. Because right. the most fucked up thing is, it's not just racist and offensive, but it's also Mahershala Ali is Muslim. He's right. the second lead in your movie. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I know that's what that's this whole thing. It makes me upset that like Mahershala is in the middle of this because yeah, he's in the movie. and Octavia Spencer. Thing, they had to ask why her is too. the family mad at Mahershala? Because Mahershala did not, re, did not, he was not told, he was told the family that there was no more family, basically. And so he didn't reach out or try to research the part or anything like that. He basically 
created a character based upon the material he was given by the production staff. See, I still, you got to still, you got to trust but verify. Like, you got to still do your due diligence. Like, especially if you're playing, like, you know, a real person. I would have still been doing my own Googles. Yeah. I thought the family issued a statement, so though, after the Golden Globe saying, like, they like they weren't mad at Mahershala because he already issued a public apology. Yeah, because then he said he was blindsided, too, though, yeah. right? Yeah, he apologized to them directly. Like, they called him, like, on the phone. Yeah, and he, and he said something publicly saying, hey, I'm sorry about this, blah, 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 that everybody knew. So they have no issues with him anymore. Right, they have issues with the, okay. with the, just with we the just, production. We just mad at the man. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, so... See, that's the thing about white people, like, writing and, and directing movies that, you know, are geared toward, like, a a black life. Like, they, they manage to screw it up some kind of way. Yeah, they do. Some well, well, with the thing we're about to talk about in not too long, um, hope that's probably going to be changing. Uh, I, hopefully. Because he should do all movies about black people from here on out. Yeah, he should. Speaking of which, it is now that time. So let's go ahead and talk about if Beale Street could talk. Mm-hmm. All right. So first up, we will have this spoiler-free discussion about if Beale Street could talk. This movie, of course, was written, was adapted for the screen and directed by Barry Jenkins. It is based upon a novel by the late, great James Baldwin. Which I now want to read. Yeah, yeah me too. I admit I have never read this book. Has anybody read the book? Was on the call? I haven't read anything, but I don't know anything about James. Uh, hey, baby. I feel bad that I. You don't. ever read a Bill Street could talk? No, I'm uh, not actually reading the book. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I was about to see. I figured Michelle probably wrote it, read it, but um, now she never read it either. Okay, but yeah, so. Yeah, it was written in 1974, so um, the movie, I bet, is... I was trying to decide if it was 73, 4, or 5, so we can say it's 74. Yeah. When the movie is set, because, like... Okay. I love they don't put a title up. I love that you just, you know, outfits and things you're supposed yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. You, it gives I was you, thinking, I was like, it's got to be late 60s or early 70s. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> so... I was wondering. Basically, it's a story about a young couple who are having to endure this terrible hardship in their lives when the guy... In the couple is arrested for a rape he didn't commit of a Puerto Rican woman. And his fiance is left basically to deal with all the pressure of trying to get him out while she is also pregnant with their child. Mm-hmm. The movie stars. Hold on, give me a second, pull up the list up because I'm going to make sure I get her name correct. It stars Kiki Lane. It's her first studio movie. She With- was in like some indie stuff and some TV stuff, but this is her first like, mo- it's like studio movie. Yeah, I was wondering because I could kind of tell. Yeah, um, Steve, uh, Stephen James. It's Stephen, not Stephen. My bad. It's Stephen James, who of course was in mm-hmm. Selma and also in Race. Play when he played Jesse Owens. Oh, that's why I recognize I'm from. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I never watched that. I never bothered to watch that. Oh, movie. I seen that movie. Don't see it. I thought that was. <laughs> it like I, I thought that. I thought Chad would both play Jesse. No, not this. He, no. Play everybody else. Not this. Like <laughs> three months. Yo, you know some funny shit. It was a time when they were developing that movie, and so, uh, Anthony Mackie was supposed to be Jesse. Owens. I remember that. 
Well, it would have been trash, we, we, too. Then black people, can't. we kind of cancel Anthony, right? Mm, I do remember him saying some goofy stuff. He on the, he, yeah, he's on the cusp of like. He's on the cusp. He's lucky he's yeah. in the Avengers. That's where he was saving him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mackie. Did he survive the snap? He survived the snap, right? I don't nah. remember. We no, don't know. He was so in the not important that he didn't even bother to show him turning in the dust. Was he in the field? Yeah, he did. He was. Yep. He was in the field when it happened. I can't remember who was down there. Uh, he was in the field, yeah. Okay. It was all, yep. Uh, also stars Coleman Domingo. I loved his character. So I love much. that you can Google survive the snap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you survive the snap? Still <laughs> here. I guess we survived. Shit. Yeah. Tiana <laughs> Paris. Love was not yo. Uh, while we're going through the cast, the cast list, I had no idea like most of these people were in this film. Like I couldn't believe all right. Yeah, Michael Beach. Yep, mm-hmm. Mr. Donnell. Shouts out to Mr. Donnell. <laughs> Mr. Donnell, <laughs> why you pick up that trash? <laughs> no, I was picking up a piece of trash. <laughs> uh, Dave Franco. Although he's only in like one scene, he's like really, his part is yeah. really freaking small. Yeah, I didn't. Who was Dave Franco? I don't. Okay, James Franco's little brother. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, that's why he looks so familiar. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Diego Luna. Yep, I was. I, I, smiled like and I saw him. He was dope. Pe- Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I think I'm mixing it up. Ed Screen, I think his name is. Scrine. As the- I think it's Scrine. Yeah, okay, Ed Screen as the evil cop. Which fits. Yep. Yeah. With Brian Tyree Henry, I am so glad my man got the whiffed. <laughs> and getting to and Regina King as the mom. Yep, she was beasting too. Yeah, she was. She won the Golden Globe already. Anjanu Ellis. Yeah, okay. yeah Ellis is also in it. I guess she, she's not. In. Yeah. She was good. I, t- I told y'all in the chat. I was yo. She coming for. Uh, She's coming for the crown, man. Coming for Lynn Whitfield's crown as she the coming, high, that, the Diddy um, up anymore. <laughs> she coming for the crown, yeah. man. The bag get ready. She she did real good for yeah. her part. For her only being there like five minutes. Yeah, five right. minutes. Yeah. She made a lot of left damage. an impression. Time she walked in, I said, yeah. "Oh, okay." She caused a lot of psychological damage in those five minutes. Oh yeah, yes, she did. Yeah, and she, she was acting her little behind off them last five minutes when she was walking. In. Mm-hmm. Stop it. She was acting damn Yeah, we'll get to it though. Yeah, she was acting the fool. Yep. Hmm. All right. So I want to go around the room and ask everybody what they like to give a letter grade for the movie and their thoughts on it. So I will actually start with Coffee Light Sweet and ask what she thought of the movie first. Um, I would give the movie a solid B. Um, I really liked the way the music, the music itself, mm-hmm. the score was almost like a character. Mm-hmm. And it really enhanced what you were watching. Okay. And I think the, the last thing I'll say is I appreciated the fact that it showed the subtleties of Black family and, and Black love. It's, it's much deeper than people think who are not familiar with that concept. Okay. Why a B and not an A? What was, or do you have like issues with the film itself or? Mm-hmm. The ending. Oh, okay. Yeah, I figured, um, I figured, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Um, Jameson. I give it I give it an A minus. I give it an A minus, man. The only reason I say minus is the ending. But the ending was still was still cool. Um but I know a lot of people in the, it's gonna throw a lot of people off. Right. It's it's not a Hollywood movie at all. Oh, it's no. not F no. It's not no. any it's not any closure. You don't get it's not really no closure. It's not wrapped up in a bowl for you. Ain't no happy endings. It sure the fuck it. ain't. You know what I'm saying? But um, but yeah, I loved it, man. Like she said, um, the the score was amazing. Um, that was probably my one of my favorite things about it. And the way it was shot, it's like every every scene looked like a, a really dope um, photograph. You yes, know what I'm saying did. like the and the way the colors, the way he used the colors, man, it was, it was just really, really, yeah, really dope. It was just a beautiful movie, man. The acting was all really good. Yeah. Um, if I can piggyback on this right quick before I even get to mine, the color palette of this movie, it's it it just the color palette alone gives you that like 1970s look and feel yeah. without going too far. Because mm-hmm. I remember there was yeah. that was like like a like an art director who basically said when you do period films, you can't go full period because it'll look too crazy yeah. on the screen to a modern audience. So you subtly give you like 70s flavor. And they basically exactly. did that by the movie has very, very little blue in it. Whenever mm. there's anything that is blue in the movie, it's usually for a reason. That makes sense. Like, like little things, like the phone cord has like a blue, like that. But, mm. but in the jail has like a blue, blue cord. But everything else is like mostly browns and oranges and yellows and greens. Yeah, I think that's what I appreciated about it. Um, a lot. It's a lot of subtle shit in that movie, man. Like I'm still thinking about things, like scenes I kind of picked up on, like even the final. The last scene, like, even though I would still say, you know what I mean, it, it kind of left me, you know, unfulfilled. Um, it's one of those things you're going to look back on when you watch it again. And you might have a different interpretation of it um, once you watch it a couple more times. Like, it might be, you know, I feel like it's, it's a little, it's much deeper than what you're, what you're looking at. Yeah. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, but yeah, it's excellent, man. Like, I mean, Barry Jenkins, let's be, we got to start to be real. Like, he has two of the greatest black films of all the time. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Already. Already, Already. yeah. All right. One of which you, you can almost say is a top three, period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't mean, yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, A minus. You know, I love it. All right. <clears throat> uh, Latria. Um, I'll give it an A. And I'll go ahead. Well, I'll talk about the ending first. I agree that, like, I was... Ex- I was hoping for something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't but go too far into what the ending I, is. Yeah, once part. I saw it, I was like, you know what? I'm actually glad that that didn't happen because that, you know, it could have made it a little cheesy. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got it. You I, know, I it's very, so I wasn't, you know, concerned yeah. about any cheese factor, but I'm glad that it, you know, they left it how they did. And I like how they never gave us um, any kind of, like, inclination of time in the movie. yeah. Like yeah, you just kind of knew like yeah. how how long things have gone on, like as you yeah. saw her pregnancy progress. Mm-hmm. Like we never found out like how long he was facing in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, and like so I kinda I'm glad that we didn't find out like, you know, how long he was facing when he initially got arrested. It just kind of was going through like how they were dealing with everything. Um I really loved how like they would have moments where it was just focusing on like one character's face mm. for an elongated period of time. And it just kind of like, it just made you kind of sit there and sit still. 
<laughs> and they like they did really well in acting with their faces without oh, yeah. even saying anything. And the music, again, the music was just perfect for every single scene. Now, one scene... It was, um, I was, that was probably the most beautiful love scene I have ever seen in life. Yeah, this is definitely... Without, like, they didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. It was just how they were looking and the music. It was just, it was beautifully shot. Um, also, Barry, Barry just needs to tell every Black story <laughs> forever. And I also liked how... They just had the audacity to be so head over heels in love, mm-hmm. given given the time period they were in and everything else that was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Like they would just be walking down the middle of the street, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, black people, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not call too much attention to ourselves. Can we move mm-hmm. to the sidewalk?" Like, and like white people are walking up and down either side, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm nervous. Like, what is about to happen?" <laughs> but they were just like. I just loved how they just had the audacity to be in their own little world in love. And you got to see, you know, like just black people in love, but, the, but yet they're still dealing with everything else they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But they were still able to, you know, just kind of have that gushy, mushy love. Like it was, it was real beautiful. It, yeah. And this is also something that was said about the novel itself, as I'm reading through here. It humanizes black people. Which is yes. a which you would think is an odd thing to say because you know of course right. we're human, but so often in movies in, in particular mm-hmm. we're archetypes and you know we just aren't really characters. people. We're just you know just like two dimensional characters. Yeah, right. Yo, one uh, one thing that jump they saw coming to me now. Um, that scene where Regina King was like trying to uh, do a, decide what she was gonna look like when she went and um, confronted the uh, son, and she had the wig, and then she decided to take it off. And, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just go go natural. Like, I don't know. That 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 scene really uh, really touched me a lot. Yeah. It reminded me of uh it was a part in um Asada's book. Um I don't know if you if you, if you never read it, it's a part where uh, she's she decides to go underground and she's hiding, so she's putting on all these wigs and shit. But she's hiding and she's on the train, you know what I'm saying? She she's she's uh wanted. And when she's on this train, she's kind of like, yo, people put these wigs on every day. And I'm, I'm sitting up here, I, I, I'm disgusted by wearing this wig. But people are wearing this wig because they think it's beautiful. Like, it was some shit like that. It kind of put me in that in that space. Yeah. I thought that was a really, really dope scene. Yeah. I also, I forgot to mention this. I loved how, like, um, Tish's family embraced her. Like, when she told them she was pregnant. Yeah, I thought I was I really was cool. not, like, I was not expecting Regina's or her dad's. Um, yeah. Like reaction at all? I thought it was going to be the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but, I kind of liked it because I feel like black females yeah, like that. It's like it's not something yeah, you want to yeah. happen. But that's you're what not going to say. Yeah, they like they they were like, "That's okay, we'll get through mm-hmm. it." Like I was yeah. like, "Finally, we can show black people right. like we love you." So. Happy about and how her dad was like. I'm not thinking that you some you know running yeah. around in the streets. I was like, "Thank you, Dad. Oh my God, where have you been?" All well, considering what happened following that, I guess it's, it's well, good yeah. they were like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, I it, like that her family was like that. Yeah, it's so real because I mean, mm-hmm. basically, she's a young woman, so she's going to have sex. Yeah. Things are going to happen, and right. it probably happened to them too as they were growing up. Exactly. So why put undue stress on her when this baby's coming out of the way? Mm-hmm. Right, and you also, and just like her dad's like interaction with her, like yeah, you, I just, love you that, don't yeah. see that that much with black fathers. Nah. Like like when he was when he got her the tea and he was like you know put your head on my shoulder I was like come on Barry 
Like, no, that was really now it makes me want to go back and read, go and read the book now. Yeah, I definitely you too, exactly. I'm, I'm ready to read all of James Bond. Yeah. I, I actually have y'all, read, have y'all read any other his other books? No, I have. I like, I just have. above I my head is an excellent book. Uh, I wrote, I read Telling was Telling on the Mountain. I read yeah, yeah. on the Mountain, and I read uh, Black Boy. Hold up, Black Boy is James Bond, right? Yeah. Richard Wright. Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, okay. Richard Wright. Okay. I read The Fire next time. I can't remember the other books I read, but I went like through a binge period where I was reading a lot of James Baldwin. Mm -hmm. Um, but he it's like, and when I read a lot of James when I went back and read James Baldwin, I saw like a lot of the inspiration for a lot of black authors that I would read later. Like you could tell they took Mm -hmm. inspiration from James Baldwin in the way they wrote and the way they developed characters. I definitely want to read this one, man. I couldn't imagine how um, how that book book reads. Oh, I bet it's so much better. I mean, mm-hmm. probably so much stuff they couldn't, you know, put in. Okay. Um, who next? Uh, Ken. Mm-hmm. I give it an uh, A. It's a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it, even though it takes place in the 70s, it deals with a topic that is very relevant to now. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Things that we're, you know, we're dealing with. When it's done, it's like it's just very relevant social um, thing that's taking place in the context of a love story, you know, and not like a love story that's over the top and so dramatic and X, Y, and Z, but how people, you know, go through this in real life. And I feel bad, but there's something to, like when when old boy slapped old girl. Yo, I didn't it, see that coming. Like, and it reminded me of like, I hate to say it, remember in The Family That Prays? Well, what yeah. you call it? Uh, slapped. What you call it? Across the counter. Oh Lord yeah. Jesus! Yeah, uh, it's kind of like I Dunbar. don't domestic violence. Right? But damn, these are good dramatic moments. Yeah, I was so conflicted. I was like, now why did you do that? I was like, but homegirl kind of had it coming. <laughs> she was, she but was, I was she like, was I mean, she was cursing her unborn kid. Like it was a harsh. Like, I was like, oh wait, that, I felt that. Also, just really quickly, that's that. Awesome, but you know, like unique dichotomy that black folks have. She's super religious in the movie. The mom, the, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the mother, like, um, like Fonny's mom, but she's doing like you know that African cursing thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, damn, dog. Did she was notice so that like her and her daughters were dressed in like white? Yeah, yeah. I did notice that. Mm-hmm. I wanted that. I want. I, I'm sure. On, on and they all had. So. They all had their hair permed. Versus yeah, like, sure I did. Oh, yeah, was, I did yeah, notice that. Purpose. Yeah. Oh, of but course. Daddy is up here getting drunk. Like, yeah. <laughs> I cursing, loved it. And cursing, and she is like, "You are in the presence of women." Hey, what, what, do you, what do you say? I'm. He said something like, "I should try it sometime." Yeah, you should try it. sometime. It was tripping, man. Yo, uh, what's we call it? Was uh, throwing some good. Uh, Tiana. Fire. Yeah, Tiana was. Oh, she is the fire, big sister man. that we all need. Like, I loved mm-hmm. her character so much. And when I tell you, anytime I see Tiana pair, and it isn't just me or did Tiana get thick, thick. Nah, she's always been like that. She like I I, I guess I didn't pay attention because she just seemed like extra like regular round away girl thick uh-huh. to that like in this movie, and I would like. But I love Tiana Paris anytime she's on screen in anything. Yeah, <laughs> she could. She could be talking about the phone damn phone book. Right. And I'm just like sitting there drooling in awe. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but dang. when she was talk- talking about the the throw, I said, "Oh, dang! Wait a minute!" <laughs> like I really Whoa. need. I really am. I, it makes me upset because I want Barry to do a movie where she has a starring role. Mm-hmm. Well, because 
Will Spike gave us Star Wars. No, no, she, no, he did. That movie does not exist. <laughs> I, but the thing is, she was one of the one few reasons I really enjoyed that movie. That's what I heard. Like, I, haven't I still, seen it, I can't either. bring myself to finish it. That. I never finished it. And I, now that I think about it, I forget. Like I hate to say, it, she and Nick Cannon did a good job in that movie. Yeah, Nick Cannon was good in it. So, so it was, just, I mean, it was a bad movie. Man. I love Spike, but it was terrible, man. Mm. But you know, fuck all that though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Tayana Paris does not get enough flowers. Nope. Not End not of story. She was so good in this. Yeah, she's she's awesome, man. All right. Can I can I add one more thing that just occurred to me? Just one more thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just popped in my mind, and I I didn't remember to say it up front. When the two dads were talking about the plan, and I know we talk about it in spoilers, but when they were talking about the plan to move the situation forward. Yep. The thing that made me feel really proud was the fact that one dad was purposeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Tish's dad was like, this is what we have to do. Right. This is what we have to do. And the other dad was basically saying, but I don't understand because we don't have what we need to go forward. Right. And Tish's dad was like, what difference does that make? It's got to like get we, we never had it. That was real. That was, <laughs> real, that was yeah. a real statement, man. When he said, he was like, you worried about money, but we ain't yeah. never had money, so why worried about it now? Right. right. Out this I, exactly. And I think that that is the fabric of, of most people that I know, most mm-hmm. people in my family, most of mm-hmm. my friends who are Black. Um, you make it happen. Just, it's, yeah. just a, it's just like, it's just, you figure it out. And you yeah. make a way, and somehow Director Jenkins somehow with that that short scene wrapped it up and said, "This is how we do. This is how yes. things happen in this community. It's, it just happens. It just happens." So, and it was so it was so subtle too. Like he didn't. Very yeah. That's what I appreciate about that joint, man, because it's like he doesn't walk you, hold your hand, and be nope. like, "Okay, they're gonna rob from this and mm-hmm. get this money up to do this." It's like, oh man, you just you just see them, they just they figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And, and from an elemental standpoint, it's like, listen, if your children need something that is literally life saving, yeah. it's not even an issue. Nah. Yeah. What do we have to do? Right. What, what do we have to do? I'll do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Ali. Ali, Ali, oxen free. Did the alien kill him again? Yeah, I think Richard done ran up in his crib again, man. Who is Richard? Richard Williams, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he is. I'll go ahead. Oh, he's going to log off and log back on again. Oh, he's okay. I don't know what's going on over there. But yeah, so I'll go. I'll give it an A. I thought the movie was awesome. It did depress me, but it was supposed to. Oh, God, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I forgot to talk about that. But yeah, but yeah like... I mean, I I thought it was beautiful. It was very well accomplished. I love also how different this movie is from Moonlight and how different both of those are from Medicine for Melancholy. It's like Barry Jenkins' main thing is making black people look great and, you know, and making like and showing different sides of like the black experience. Like this yeah. movie makes struggle and strife look beautiful. Right. And he doesn't exploit it. Right. No. Nah. Luke, like he doesn't, he doesn't make it a caricature, you know? Yeah. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Yeah, now, we yeah. can hear you. Oh, okay, sorry about that. I, it doesn't tell me when it just knocks out the signal, and I don't know why it knocks out the signal. It's 
It's really weird. Anyways, I was going to say, I give this movie an A. Um, uh, there's, there's two things I really, really appreciate about this movie. Um, one, I'm, I've been so, um, like tapped out when it comes to just watching black misery on screen mm-hmm. that I was very appreciative of. This movie has so much, so many scenes of black love and nothing feels forced. It feels very natural. And the second thing that I want to point out that I really love is the non-dialogue scenes where it's just, mm-hmm. it's just the score playing over someone just looking thoughtful or, or two people just looking into each other's eyes or, you know, or funny, just like um, sculpting. And it just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. It made me feel some type of way. Like it just, it just spoke to me. And yeah. I really appreciated those two things. I Barry Jenkins definitely grew up in an extended black family because <laughs> I, I mean, this dude knows how to really craft a scene with, with a group of people who are supposed to be all related or, or at least a group of people who just, who seem very familiar with each other. And nothing felt overacted, even when um, the the mother, Fonny's mother, um, you know, when she went off, yeah. it felt like something that I would have seen at at a at a family reunion back home. Oh yeah, that's definitely yeah. a real person. Mm-hmm. Like it, he's drawing from from life, and it shows. So um, yeah, I appreciated those things. So yeah. Okay. All right, so is there anything else we want to say about the movie before we go to spoiler territory? I do have one thing I I didn't like, and it was it was performance wise, but it was just the the girl that plays Tish. Kiki. Like I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't convinced of her acting skills in certain scenes, but now that I know that she's literally just starting out, it makes sense to me. Like, I, I could tell that she doesn't have that much experience compared to everybody else. At the same time, I agree with you on that, but it's amazing to me, like, the ability that Barry Jenkins is able to pull out of these actors yeah. who are, un- like, even, like, I know people talk about uh, Trevante's acting skills, and he's mm-hmm. even, even admitted he's not the best actor, but... Mm-hmm. Barry knew how to like utilize him in his film and like play up his right. best qualities yeah. and, and and to bring out the best in him. Right. Well, and and plus, think- and, yeah, I'm sorry, I was gonna say in this movie, she's like really kind of young and innocent. So it, mm-hmm. it works to her advantage. Yeah, yeah. I, I could just tell that she did not have as much experience compared to Stefan and Regina and Cole. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, but they, it works for her character because she was like, you know, just so innocent, young, like just like yeah, that it, girlishness that she and has. she had a baby voice, kind of. Yeah, so, and I think yeah. the baby voice might might be throwing you off a little bit because it is yeah, like very yeah. much like that. It. Okay, maybe that could be yeah. it because I was like, why are we talking like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was on purpose or if that's how she actually sounds. That's how, I think that's how she actually sounds. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I had to pull she up sound, some um, she, interviews. She does have a slightly different voice. Mm-hmm. She's not. She doesn't have quite a baby voice. I heard her in person. Oh, okay. So she okay. was. So she was. That was a performance choice, like to have like the. Yeah, yeah, that was a choice. Okay, Kiki yeah. Lane. Okay. So one, one, one last thing. Also, um, 
this movie was so like he what, what he doing is so crazy. It makes me like, how can I say this? It's like it's almost like you find out you've been getting cheated your whole life when it comes to like black cinema. Like we can have this. Like we could have had this. <laughs> we the whole can time, have this. You know yes. Like, when you see stuff like this, it's like oh, it's almost like you raised the ceiling a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I'll be real, you know, interested to see, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what, what, we just keep this going, which I'm sure we can, because I mean, you know, depending on how this does, I mean, I hope my theater ain't no indication, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sure it's gonna. Let's talk about that. So, yeah. There were only five people, myself included, in my show. And it was 10 o'clock in the morning, but still. Mine had 12, and I saw it at Uh, one. I was 12.30, and it was six people in there, including Well, me. plus, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? It's Sunday. Most Black people, besides us heathens, are probably still mm-hmm. in church. So maybe that could be an indication. I don't know. I saw it at 2.15, and there were about eight people in the okay. theater. Uh, well, I saw mine at a preview screen, and so my theater was packed. Packed. Yeah. <laughs> Can yours as a count. <laughs> right. But you know what, though? I think it's going to get a lot of steam, you know what I'm saying, once Oscar season, once it get closer to the Oscars, because, you know, all the black folks are going to be like, oh, Virginia King, you know, that's a movie she nominated for. So mm-hmm. people are going to probably, you know, try to give it another go. Yeah. It'll get that put that Oscar bump. Yeah. And it's probably one of those, you know, I don't even really care about, like, box office numbers for. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's kind of it's kind of surpassed that, like, it doesn't necessarily need to have that kind of recognition for me. Yeah, because of because of the story and and everything, like it does. I don't care how much it makes. I I feel you on that. I needed yeah. to have I needed to have a little bit more box office so that we get more films like that. Yeah, well, see, that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I just wanted to be yeah. more of them because if it don't make any money, then it's gonna be like, well, you know, it, you know, it's a bomb. Well, he already has one Oscar, so I kind of feel like he can really do whatever now. Yeah, you guys, you like, I don't right think I don't think people are gonna be like, oh no, we're not working with Barry anymore. Like. They, I think Barry needs to do a non-black picture or do, like, he said he wanted to do a sci-fi film, so I don't know what kind of sci-fi hmm. property he could do. But and maybe he could work with uh, with Jordan. Who? Jordan. No, I, I think he's a little bit bigger than to work with Jordan. Oh. oh. Not, I mean, not to discount either one of them. Yeah, I see what you're the budget, You're saying, like, the budgets on his films would be, like, way more than what Jordan Pill would be dealing with. Well, I don't think his budgets are that big. He just takes more time with his craft. Right, that's right. Yeah. Um, I but I feel like I feel like he needs to find a project that will get him the limelight he needs with more mainstream audiences. Yeah. Because one of the saddest things I heard was um watching Bird Box is like people were saying, Oh my god, Bird Box introduced me to Trevante Rhodes, like this nigga ain't been here. What? Well, we were talking about that last week, man. That's that's yeah. kind of like some that's just some low key uh phobia. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that's you know why they didn't see Moonlight, right? But, I mean, and, but the thing, <laughs> no, but the why? thing is, he's been in like, well, he hasn't been in a lot of films. He was in that Predator film, but he, I don't know how much time he and got that, in there, like I, some kind of like Western kind of movie too. Well, well he was in Westworld for like two seconds. No, no, no. It was, it was, a, it was, a, mo- it was a movie about because I remember him on ho- him on a horse. Oh, okay, yeah, um, but he okay. he was in Westworld though. He was in Westworld for like two seconds in like a whorehouse scene. No, I had no idea, man. Like, if you blink, you missed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the movie I'm talking about, I think it had that dude from Sons of Anarchy in it as well. Okay. Um, Which one? Who, Jackson? 
I know. Yes. I, I know he was also in a Netflix movie called The uh, Burning Sands, where he was He was really good in that because it played I to his strengths. Yeah. I didn't see that because Chavante like Chavante has a thing where he he feels like your black big brother mm-hmm. anyway. So it kind of played to his strengths in that kind of a way. Oh, I was wrong. It was it's Chris Hemsworth. It was it's called Twelve Strong. That's the movie I was thinking. Oh, about. that's the that's like a, a Navy Seal movie or something. Yeah, like, I just, they're on horses. That's all I remember. Was yeah, on. that didn't go nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't even. I remember seeing the trailer, but not it coming actually coming out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that and, and my, my thing is, I need him to find that right film, that right property that would like catapult his career a little bit more. So mm-hmm. that he can do more films like this, it's kind of like what, like remember when Will Smith said, "I do two movies for you and one movie for me." Oh, so he can so he can find his passion project. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, I need him um, to find that. I need him to yeah. do this, and then he can do more films that will end up like Inception. Like like uh, movie studios did not like the fact that Inception was actually uh, a um, a successful movie. That was just supposed to be like a project they give to a director to like, mm-hmm. okay, you've made it so much money. Let's let you do your own yeah, thing. Listen, okay, you can do your little weird uh, sleeping movie. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <You're sleeping. laughs> but when that shit was actually like uh, successful, they were like, hold the fucking ball. Like, mm-hmm. what are we supposed to do? Audiences actually want original properties that actually it asked them to think. Yeah. yeah, go figure. That makes me want to. Ha- that means I have to think, and I can't just follow exactly. like a formula or a mm-hmm. pattern. You know, so Inception kind of scared. I think, and I'm sure we've talked about this plenty of times on here. But Inception um, scared, you know, movie studios because they like, who wants to work on a, like an original property when I can go by formula for success? You know what I'm saying? And I want Barry to get to that point because he's obviously, yeah. well, he's obviously already there, but people aren't going to think that because I think the thing about uh, Beale Street is it has too much. So it has a, even though it's very direct, there's a lot of subtle subtlety to it too. Yeah. That's what makes it great. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. critically, critically, he's there. But yeah, you're right. Like mainstream people are kind of like, who is that? Right, right, right. But you know, critic- and, and this is only his third film. Yeah. So I mean, and there's been a like between his first film, like what something for melancholy, medicine, medicine for melancholy, like which That's I haven't Barry seen. Jenkins? Yeah, I've never yeah. Watched that. that was his first film. See, now I gotta go back and watch it. I need to go back and watch it too, but it was like, I mean, Brandon, have you seen it? Oh, I've seen it all right. It's, um, yeah. you, you, you know, all those I've Facebook groups that it. we all in. Imagine mm. they took one of them posts and turned it into a movie. Oh, That's okay. what I heard. It's, it's, a, it's very much a boho film. Yes. So the, so the whole clip is empty, is what you're saying. <laughs> the, empty, the entire clip. It got an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a, it's a it's a good movie. It's it's a, basically it's it's uh Wyatt Cynic and I forgot who plays um the um the is lady it in it. They're walking Tracy, up and down the what's her, what's her name? Tracy Haggins. Yeah. Tracy Haggins, Tracy Tracy Vegans, you say? Haggins. Haggins. Okay, I'm sorry. Tracy Haggins. They're walking up and down the streets of San Francisco or the Bay Area. I think they go to Oakland as well. And just basically debating about um black men versus black women. You know, blackness, like what? Oh, you're right. Of blackness. You it's literally like a, a thread. Yeah, it's literally a thread. Yes, <laughs> a yeah. post that went post the movie. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> post gotcha. that went post. The movie. <laughs> so, I mean, and I know, I, I, you know, I enjoy him. Like I remember he did that episode of uh, what was it on Netflix? Um, Dear White like, People. Uh, yeah, he did, which was really good. Yeah, the one where um, Mark, Mark, Marcus Richardson gets um, accosted by the cop. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he did. did that episode? Yes. Yeah, he did that episode. Um, so my thing is like I want he said he wants to do a sci-fi picture next. I don't know if we want to debate what, what sci-fi property we would want him to do. I don't. I just. I'm oh, here for whatever. Original. I trust whatever he does. Yeah, I, I'm down with original. Yeah, I don't even. I, I'm trying. I, I don't know if I want him to do something original because I want him to get his name out there. I got he you. Can re, he can restart Alien. I don't care. I don't want him I to don't do. I want to go that far. <laughs> he needs to do something that's like um, that puts his name out there, but is like I wouldn't mind him oh, remaking a certain property. I feel okay. Well, man, I don't know if I want him to do a comic book movie because I don't want him to get stuck in the MCU. Yeah. No, what's, that one, what's that one that sci-fi movie that Charlize Theron did with uh it just oh, was in oh, seven. I forgot. Mm. Back in the day. It's something to do with aliens. Yeah. But yeah, but I know a lot of folks, Karen, speaking of D- DC and MCU, a lot of folks want him to play John Stewart in a Green Lantern movie. Mm. Who? Who? Trevante Rhodes. Oh, I thought it's about Bear. He like, is not, I'm I- sorry. Trevante is not John Stewart. I need I thought somebody. John Stewart got to be like kind of comic-y. He got to be like wisecracky. No, that you thinking of uh, you thinking of Clive Gardner. Gardner. Okay. John yeah. Stewart's like a military guy. He's like a marine, okay. I think. Yeah, he needs to like he's not that stoic. Like he can be. He does a good job. He's like one of those people who pretends to be stoic and then they give it away by smirking or laughing at themselves because they know they're not that. They probably just said that because of his build, uh, like because he's you know because he's got the look. Musk. Oh yeah. yeah. Does and those teeth good? Okay, I ain't gonna. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hilarious. I'm like, yeah. wasn't he in the NFL for like a, a, a half a second? Who? Trevante. Might have been. He, <gasps> nah. He, I'm pretty oh, sure. He played professional ball for, before. I know the Rock used to play professional football. Hold on, y'all ain't gonna. No, nah, the Rock never <laughs> made it to the league. He played. Yeah, from, he used to play for uh, UM. He played for Miami, but he, okay. he never played in the NFL. I'm pretty sure Trevante ain't played in the. In the league. Yeah. I definitely heard of him. He okay, he was like he was a track athlete. Yeah, I was about to say. Like I wouldn't mind Trevante playing a superhero, but I don't know who I want him to play. Me neither. Mm. Oh, he won a gold medal. For real? Um in the Olympics. Oh, in track. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it was the the 2009 Pan American Junior Athletic. I still yeah, that's Junior. That's Junior. But, still, but yeah, in the four by one hundred meter. Okay, so he's a sprinter. Yeah, that explains why he got the abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, he studied kinesiology. Oh, so he can work some muscle. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but every nigga who had like who did <laughs> PE after um like degree studied kinesiology. Why you hate? Kids? I'm not hating. Kids, kids, what is kinesiology? Like, Let's move the subject along, please. I thought kinesiology was like people don't want to begin a sports medicine or something. Yeah, but it's, it's like anybody who did like sports track in college studied kinesiology. <laughs> it's just a, it's just like a big word. For for a basic educational class in college, it's a one on one course, nigga. Yeah, I think I think people that are like, uh... I mean, let me stop. It's not, I don't know if it's a one on one course, but I'm like saying that it's it's a lot more to it than taking that one course. I mean, I don't know what the nigga did. Shit, I sound like a fucking hater. Let me stop. Let me apologize. I love that motherfucker. He's great. I want him to see. I don't want to sound like a hater. Let's move. Y'all on. y'all better let Latria live. I know. I'm, let, I'm letting Latria live. 
I'm letting Trevante Rhodes live. I'm letting every motherfucker who teaches Jim live. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. Let's go ahead on. Let's go ahead on to the spoiler discussion for if Beale Street could talk. All right. So y'all are free to bring up anything that y'all want to talk about behind the the safety of the spoiler wall. Cool. Wherever y'all want to start at. I don't know. I just want to bring back up that slap. Yeah, that oh slap. I did not see that. That joint. So that was jarring, man. Even before then, like how she, like her, how her, like, like she just had such evil in her eyes. She really and did, she was, man. When she was just like spewing all her hate towards Tish, I was like, "Oh, girl, you are really <laughs> mad." Mm-hmm. She, was so she has no like, you know. We knew going in how she said that, like, you know, the mama didn't like her. But I was like, but damn, yeah, that's a whole another level, she right hates there. Hates you. It ain't just she don't like you. She hates you, like for no reason at no all. Reason, no reason, man. And I'm just... like, and it, and it, and it, you know, him and her holy, her holiness daughters coming through. Well, like you better was, than everybody else. Like you're not living in the ghetto too. Oh, that's what you know. What can't? Because I was, good, wondering, I was like, mm-hmm. do they think that? I mean, does she kind of like? feel like she has like a little bit more status than them. Yes, yeah, she does. She did. She, she came in there with she had gloves on and everything. Yeah. Well she explains it in the voiceover when she's narrating, she was breaking down like why she was like she did, she thought she wasn't good enough for it. It would never be good enough. It would never yeah. be good enough for him. And she looked at it like she looked at them like, you know, it was like her son was going down by being um being like with like he had that much shit going on for himself. <laughs> right. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm not hating on the mother. <laughs> you see it. I mean, she was not of anything bringing him down. That was not her. No, but I guess it was kind of like that's her only son. So she it was her only son. It was that to like yeah. go up. Okay, go I can see that, but I don't. I don't think he had much better options. Yeah, he had a chick working at a department store at the um a perfume counter. No, I think I think what it was is that it's one of them things like she just wanted moms. Nothing will ever be good enough. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying it, it, that's what it was. It was it was a no win. It wasn't nothing yeah. based on no kind of reality or anything. Yeah, especially I mean, being her only son too, and the oldest. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, yeah. but I mean, she wasn't doing nothing with them Sarah Plain and tall daughters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how her and that and that husband was still together because obviously he can't stand her ass. <laughs> and also, really and she can't. She can't stand him either. It seemed like holiness in the streets, the freak in the sheets. There's some sort of like wow. Yeah. There's some sort of subtext <laughs> there where clearly there's been a shift in their relationship. Yeah, that's why I was picking up on that too. I yeah. was ready for cousin yeah. Faith to walk through. I mean, wow, she was, she was acting, <laughs> for real. Not cousin, cousin Faith. Faith was about to walk, walk up any minute now. There's a cousin Bop, Faith somewhere because clearly he ain't he ain't still with that mama. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's something there's something more going on behind the scenes, which I, I, I again we talked about this before. I love how Barry Jenkins is able to mm-hmm. to display that very well. That it is it's not subtle. I mean, it's pretty obvious. That there's, mm-hmm. there's there's something going on when they when they get home when they're alone. Clearly, there's there's um there's some conflict between them. Um, what I didn't appreciate the most is when she said. Who's going to take care of this child? I almost like, 
I almost shouted, the the parents. <laughs> the parents are going to take care of this child. Who else is going to take care of these children? I mean, she she knew the answer. She just wanted to hear, yeah. hear somebody say it. She, her also, she was also trying to imply that they were all poor. Exactly. And couldn't yeah. afford to take oh, care yeah. of the baby. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to throw a question out because I always like to get the, the male perspective because, you know, being a man and thinking you know what men think are two different things. Mm-hmm. So this mm. is this is this is out for the men on the podcast um tonight. There was a scene um where um Bonnie and Tish were in the grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh Tish was she was picking up something and then the, the man Tomatoes. came in. Okay. And and the man came in and was flirting with her, and she was obviously uncomfortable. You yes. could see that. She yeah. was like, oh no. She was not kind of like that was more than flirting. That was it was harassing. harassing yeah, harassing. like because because he was like a tomato. I love it. To, I dig a tomato. I love a tomato, tomatoes. right? Yeah. And, which, and um, that's an old ass term for a woman. Like, mm-hmm. which is offensive. I didn't. I didn't realize it until like somebody brought it to my attention. Like years ago, they were talking about like I'm sorry to cut you off, Stephanie, mm-hmm. but like terms mm-hmm. that are used to like degrade women. And I'm mm-hmm. like tomato. Like tomato, wh- who yeah. even thought of some shit like that? And brown sugar. And um, mm-hmm. so when when uh, when uh, Bonnie came in and saw that, of course, of course, I mean, any man worth his salt is not going to go down in his presence. Of course not. Of course not. I don't, I don't care who said it. You just don't let that happen. Here's the thing, the scene that made me say, I got to ask a guy, a man. Bonnie got real upset with Tish when mm-hmm. he said, don't ever... He don't, said, don't ever feel like you got to protect me. Talk to me about that. that it's it's that, one of those catches like, where, uh, like, I feel like in, in society, Black men feel like we can't be a man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's kind of like, it's a catch-22 because if I don't protect you, you're going to look less down on me and you're not going to feel that I can protect you. You're not going to feel safe around me. You're not going to feel secure. But at mm-hmm. the same time, if I don't exert my man, like, my manhood, I'm putting myself in danger personally in society. So it's kind of like a no-win situation. So I would rather have your heart and your trust in this situation than anything else. Right? That's the way I look at it. Mm. Even though that's kind of short-term thinking. Mm-hmm. Was that a real... When, when, when Bonnie reacted like that on the screen, mm-hmm. was that a realistic interpretation of that scene for the men watching that Oh, scene? yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because especially with, you know, with the cop, too, because it's, it's about that helpless, it's that helpless feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible feeling, and, you know, as a black man, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just feel helpless sometimes. The last mm-hmm. thing you want is, your, you know, your, your lady to be feeling like you're helpless. Yeah. And especially in that scene, she was, like, standing in front. Yeah, standing in front of him, kind of, like, with her arms back, trying to, like, protect yeah. him, so... Mm-hmm. So, then you start, so then you start thinking, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You could have got hurt or something. Because you're trying to protect me, mm-hmm. that's why I'm telling you, like, don't do that again. Because yeah, you know what I'm, saying? I, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's Which not. I, I, I thought she was about to get snatched up too, right then. Like, <laughs> nah, he, he, he went another, and that's that's what's so dope about the movie is that we know that that's not in his character at all. Like, yeah. no matter how you know mad no, he no, gets, no, I'm talking about the cop snatching Tisha. Oh yeah, that's I thought I was worried too. Yeah, that's what I was mm-hmm. worried about, like him snatching her up. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'll, I'll be quick. The second scene that I'm still thinking about today, like 24 hours later, the scene with the best friend, um, the actor's name, uh, Brian, Brian Terry. Yes, yes. That scene when I he was talking to Fani about his experience in jail. Yeah, and, that was real powerful. And yeah. it was chilling. It, it was, was. What happened? Did he That's did, what made it so chilling. Yeah, he didn't describe yeah. it. Yeah, he, he, he just it. said that. He did not. He did not. All he said was that they could do anything they want to. And the, and the look on his face and just the yeah, way the look he look on said. his face. Yeah. Like, and he, re- he repeated yeah. it. And that's when I was like, okay, white people need to watch this. My yeah. blood yeah. ran that part right there. Mine too, man. That, that really yeah. sent chills down my spine, damn it. But here's the thing that's so beautiful about men in general that I've seen throughout my life. After he said it, he looked at his best friend, Bonnie. Bonnie looked back, and they had this silent exchange, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and they were having a conversation. And then I think um, the best friend said, "You, do you have another beer, or 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 something like that? You, can I have another beer? Just kind of break it up. Can I have another yeah. beer?" And then and then Bonnie said, "Yeah, of course, man, and got a beer." And I was like, "Okay." This, there was a whole separate conversation that just happened. Yeah. But what was so beautiful is that somehow. Barry Jenkins, with his direction, he captured all of that. He, I mean, he had a lot of moments in the movie where it was just like there were no words exchanged. It was just like just the camera would pan yeah. over like one person's face, mm-hmm. and you could just get you know get the emotion mm-hmm. of that scene just from looking, like, just from the still moments of like mm-hmm. the camera on focusing on one person and going back and forth. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that scene still. Yeah. yeah I'm like, what real, did they yeah. do to him? Then I'm like, you know what? Maybe you don't want to know what they do. You don't want to know. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? You know it's something real bad. Something really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was excellent. Yeah. yeah. He's a really good actor, man. Mm-hmm. I also, I did appreciate, so... I was used to attend, I'm still supposed to attend. I can't ever get on there on time. I used to attend a screenwriting class where nope. the guy who ran it would always tell us he was very adamant against flashbacks. Like flashbacks. Oh, yeah, are, I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I feel them on that. Like, like flashbacks are bad, but this movie does a really good job of like blending like the flashbacks in with the current action, basically. Mm-hmm. Like I really appreciated how it let everything unfold, so that you got to know Fonnie and Tish, like yep. their relationship, while in the present they're trying to get him out of jail, and she's, um, you know, going through the stages of pregnancy. I really appreciated that. Also, the fact that they show Tish's pregnancy, they show, like you know, usually we see pregnant women in movies. It's always like all like a happy, months, fluffy three days. Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like there's always just like, you know, they're glowing and happy and everything, which she does too. But also, they do show you, like, you know, the pain yeah. of it, you know, the baby kicking mm-hmm. it in opportune moments, her having to deal with it, you know, the um, her throwing up in the middle of the night and the dad having tea there for her. Like, mm-hmm. it, it does a better job, I think, than most other movies of making the whole situation real. Yeah, I think one of the most beautiful scenes to me in this film was when they were talking. They were talking about getting an apartment, 
Mm-hmm. And he was yeah. pretending like how they were going to move in the fridge. Oh, yeah, with, the, with yeah. Dave Franco. Yes, that's that's that was part of my favorite scene in the, in the whole thing, with her, the loft. And I was like, this loft actually looks like it could be something, but she didn't really yeah, feel it. That's why it was huge, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. He's like, this is going to be the wall, baby, over here. I'm going to put the sofa. And the best part is that the camera pans away and shows like where the sofa was actually going to be mm-hmm. and where the stove was going to be. I was real slick. Yeah, I was slick how he did that. And she, and like, listen, listen, Tish's so blessed. She's like, so what's going to happen? How are we going to have people over? Where are my mom and them going to sit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's like, how are we going to eat, babe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how are we going to eat, babe? Because mm-hmm. this is a certain language that a white writer at, on their very best day would never be able to capture no. in a movie like this. Um, you right. Can't. right. The first thing a black a black couple is going to think about is where are our, our in-laws going to sit when they come And over. the fact right. that she said, where are they going to sit? Yes. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mama has to have somewhere to sit comfortably. And you know her mama probably really does need to have a certain place to sit. Oh, for sure. Yep. <laughs> Especially his, mm-hmm. my God. And I, I like how she she warm. Like, what you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I like how she she, she gonna come to judge. Oh well, yeah. yeah. She's got to come to justify mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> up here in New York, up here in all this this laughing things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got uh, got here over here with these white folks' place. Yeah, Don't... <laughs> right. <laughs> I tell you, one scene that stood out to me that I was like, oh man, was the part um when she was in the store, in the jewelry store, talking about how people come up and smell the perfume. Yeah, yes. Oh, uh, and I felt so, like, I was ready to take a shower after that white man took her hand. Yeah. Like, I was, I was, mm. I wanted to punch him. Has that was Latria and uh, Coffee Last Week, have y'all ever worked in a, like, a retail position like that? Where it's like... I've worked in retail, but not like... I've worked in retail. But I have yeah. worked in retail, though, yeah. It, but it, it wasn't that intimate where, you know, someone had to yeah. touch you because yeah. it was fragrance. It was more product. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I worked in, like, like clothes. Like, I did work in a men's department at Belk when I was in high school. Oh, not Belk. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aging myself. <laughs> I am. Um, they, they have a Belk still near me. Gallant Belk? Well, not Gallant Belk. We it's a Belk. A, we... Matter of fact, it's a Belk in a uh, Buckhead. Unless yeah, they close it. That's one down here 15 minutes around the corner from me. They ain't close it, right? That ain't been closed. No, it didn't. That one over there, the, uh, the one up down there, the TJ Maxx and uh, you be going to Nostrum. Jameson and, and his wife are debating whether or not the belts is closed. so funny. I love it. I love it. That ain't built for real? Oh, my God, <laughs> man. <laughs> that ain't built. This is hilarious. I love it. It ain't built, it y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think they I think they sold to JC Penny or one of them did or to Macy's one uh, or two. No, uh Belk bought out Parisian. Oh uh, Parisian. Now we really dating I said. Yeah. <laughs> <We> talk <laughs> Parisian. <laughs> Parisian. So I can bring up riches in a second. <laughs> riches Macy's. <laughs> I'm not like y'all didn't go ride. Davidson's. Woolworths. We're doing the most right now. Okay. Woolworths. All right, what else? So, what else did I want to say oh, about the movie? Oh, yeah. I, the, the the love scene, um, I, I, I believe that um, Fish was a virgin. And um, yes, I'm going to stretch and say, but, you know, I've seen quite a number of, um, you know, scenes on TV and movies where, you know, virginity is taken, young couple or whatever. 
this is the first time watching a scene like this where I felt like I, sh- I shouldn't be there. I felt like I was intruding because... <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm going to let y'all have this one. Let me go. Y'all don't need nobody else in here. very intimate. Like, it was, it, without it was, even saying anything. Yeah. Right. It was so well directed. I was like, uh, maybe I should leave them alone. I don't think I'm supposed <laughs> to... Yeah. Let me leave the... Th- you know what? It's time for a bathroom break. Yeah. <laughs> because it was so well directed. You need some popcorn. I need some popcorn. <laughs> you know, and and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay. I'm I'm feeling like I need to leave them to their privacy. And then I caught myself and I said, you know why? Because the direct the direction is so realistic and it's just flowing so well that uh yeah yeah coffee yeah. light and sweet. I'm so happy you brought that up because. <laughs> I was in the theater watching this scene and I <laughs> and I felt really uncomfortable and I was trying to figure out why and now you now you say that I was like oh it's because I was I feel like I was, was as if I was intruding intruding yeah. that's why and it was quiet I mean no no one made a sound in the theater I I didn't hear anybody coughing no one was wrestling crunching popcorn it was like crickets yeah oh boy <laughs> And it also, it, it was, like, I felt like sometimes sex scenes can just be thrown in unnecessarily. Oh, for sure, yeah. But this was, like, it, no, was like the way it was shot, like, it actually, like, it, it belonged in the movie. It did. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it was definitely mm-hmm. part of the story, and it made sense. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, like, and you know what, Latria, cool yo, that's funny seen. you said that, because when I was watching it the whole time, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, man, I really hope this don't turn into some kind of, like, fucking job-ass bone scene. Right. Start playing Maxwell or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too early. Too early for him. Fortunate yeah. to have you, girl. That song's canceled. Yes, it is. It is. I'm so glad. Written by yeah, R. Kelly. I, life, I know he's canceled, but that's why I'm using it. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it totally does not. I was fit. telling Jameson. Stop the press and stop the press, dog. Yeah, R. Kelly wrote and produced yeah. that song. Yeah, yeah R. Kelly wrote most. Yeah, the life soundtrack. He wrote and produced most of that. If not all yeah. of it. That, that's the first album, right? No, no, Life, no, for, Life. Fortunate, it was only on the soundtrack. It wasn't, yeah. like, part so, of his... Uh, is okay. that the Casey and JoJo song, Life, he wrote and produced? And something else, too. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's my must-be life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just ruined a lot of music for us. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's and also... Yeah. yeah, wow. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and also... Um, we talked in the um, non-spoiler section, I think we did, about the, the uh, passage of time. And mm-hmm. what I thought was interesting was when um, Fani was first in jail, he had a certain look to him. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was in there. He yeah. obviously had not been in right. jail before, but he still had a light from within. There was like a yeah. light, you know, and when um, Tish would come to see him, course you know he's very happy to see her he lit from within he's talking on the phone and that continued and then we saw him come back yeah. and i think his one of his eyes was bloodshot yeah he'd been punched in a, it. A black eye yeah black he had a eye. cut on his nose a uh, lip. and yeah and i said to myself oh wow this is either he's been in here well not he's been in here for a while because you know, yeah. after a while, things are going to start to move around. And then also his spirit was starting to yeah. get 
tested. Yeah, because he but, started talking like randomly and sort of kind of he was going in and mm-hmm. out and he about, talking about how he doesn't want to die in there and everything. Just, right. And it sort I was of, fully expecting like a suicide scene or something. Right, exactly. After, right after that when I was like, oh my God. Yeah, because you know, they, they, like the camera went, when like the focus left the um the frame and I was like, is he going to mm-hmm. die at the end of this picture? Yeah, he that's what I, I was expecting him to <laughs> right. die from his own hands or something exactly. else. Yeah. Because we as viewers, we saw what he looked like before he went to jail. He was full of hope. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though he was struggling financially, what have you, he was in love with this beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he yeah. I, don't, I don't think he, he didn't know about the baby until he got in. But they right. were just in love, right? Yeah. So then you see him, you know, his light is growing dim. But then at the end of the movie, right? Some number of years later, because the, the baby is now a toddler. Yeah, the baby's like a toddler, yeah. Like about yeah. five or something? Yeah, something like five. that, right? Like, yeah, three or something. Now, was it me or did Fani look more like himself from the early days? Like, like, <laughs> like he, he was, he looked more like himself, if you see what I'm saying. He looked a little more yeah. settled. Well, I'm, Guessing that's oh. due to him being in prison versus jail, and maybe it just being a slightly better situation, perhaps. I think. I think, and I, what I, I interpret that is like him, kind of like learning how to move and just kind of right. What 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 his reality was right? Because mm-hmm. before it was so focused on getting out, getting right. Out. But now Once he's, it's, it's something he's about having to reconcile. Like this exactly. is going to be for a while. Yep, and that's mm-hmm. that was the, so the so. ending. Of course, is that you know, mm-hmm. there's this whole sequence where Regina King, uh, as the mom, goes to Puerto Rico to try to find the woman who says that um, Fani was the one who raped her. We of course find out through the flashbacks and everything that basically the racist cop who works Baker Street where they live in. Was it Harlem or was it somewhere else in New York where they live? They were in uh, Manhattan. Actually. Manhattan, okay. Like lower Manhattan. Yeah. Lower. Like, well, no, it was Harlem. It was Harlem because it was on like 137th or some shit. So, yeah, it was Harlem? Yeah, it was Harlem. When they went to the grocery store, that was Harlem? I don't think that was. Um, I don't know I don't, if that was, but I don't, yeah, I don't, was, I don't It's kind of confusing. Like you said, I don't think that part was Harlem, but right. like they, it's, 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 it's like, it takes place in Manhattan. Part, but mm-hmm. they lived in Harlem. That's the idea yeah. I'm getting. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. black people were probably out at the time, but they were probably just outside of their usual vicinity. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, that, they were definitely in Harlem. Yeah. yeah. When um they were meeting, having dinner with the best friend, it was in Harlem. Yeah. Uh-huh. That cop mm-hmm. who works that like beat or whatever set basically set Fani up on yeah. purpose because mm-hmm. of the whole situation that happened with the guy who tried to sexually mm-hmm. assault Tish. And so they oh, got. Oh, that's what you think happened. That's exactly what I think happened. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that lady stepped in and was like, yeah. "Ladies, kids alone." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was payback. It was the, payback. The whole- yeah. It was payback. Yeah. Oh. He told. He told Fani. He's like, "I'm gonna see you. I'll see you later." Then yeah. Fani's like, "And I went you know, to the nah. Wikipedia for the novel itself, and that's and it, it pretty much confirms that that's the, that's okay. what happened." Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta I gotta read this book. Yeah. Oh wow! So. Oh. Terrible, and so man. the mom goes down to Puerto Rico, and those scenes were apparently shot in the Dominican Republic, not in Puerto Rico, because I think Puerto Rico is going through the hurricane thing mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, yeah. They couldn't film there. And so and so she tries, she finds the um the woman and tries to talk to her. And basically she's like, They told me who to point out, so I pointed them out. And yeah. she doesn't want to go back through the whole thing. So, like, you know, she screams and the grandma comes and takes her away. And so, yeah, that was, that was so yeah. terrible. 
But can we talk about the fact that this black mama was like, I'm about to go all the way to Puerto Rico. Yes. I'm going to down here. I was like, you better go. (laughs) The thing is, like, as ridiculous as it seems in a movie, it's like, I could see a black mama doing that. Yes. Yes. My baby. I got to make sure. And and not even her own baby, but her baby's like baby daddy. Yeah. But she was like, I have known him since he was a boy. Yeah. I'm just like, girl, I was like, please get out before something happened to you. Somebody gonna kidnap you. Like, Lord, let her get back home. Right. When she when she got off that plane, it gave me so many flashbacks to because I my my home was near an airport back home. Um so when she got off that plane, she it gave me so many flashbacks of meeting aunties and, uh, and and relatives coming from, because there is no quote-unquote gate. You know how American international right. airport like gates? It's just, you get off the plane and you're literally on the, the pavement, the car. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So when she came through there, I was like, oh my God, this is this is so islandy. Islandy. <laughs> <laughs> she just she comes out there. She she right. just looks like somebody's Caribbean auntie. <laughs> right. Oh, but the whole thing goes wrong, and of course, you know, in her narration, Tish mentions that this is all basically how the game is played. Like you know, they set up so many cases against black men that the judges and DAs don't have the time or the resources to, to actually put all of them through the, you know, quote-unquote, right to a process. fair trial, the process. Yeah. And so, finally takes a plea day. deal. A plea and deal, there like was, this. mind you, there's only five people in my theater. There were audible yeah. gasps from everybody else in the theater. I have a mouthful. And I, you, you can see me in the dark, but my eyes went like, like I had did like a double take. Like, like I'm sorry, what? Because, you know, you're yeah. thinking it's a movie and I have not having mm-hmm. read the book. You're like, they're going to get him out of there, right? And uh-huh. then, they, yeah, they cut to, like, Coffee Light and Sweet was saying, the, like, the years later, you know, Fonny Jr. is now, like, three or four or five or whatever. He's coloring and stuff. He sees his dad mm-hmm. to give him snacks and everything. And it's like, and you can see the eight, like, you can see, like, the years on Tish's face. Mm-hmm. You can see the years on Fonny's face, even though he seems more, like, settled into, I guess, the reality of it. We don't know how long he got. We don't know how mm-hmm. long he's going to be in there. They don't tell us. They go to black and they start rolling the credits. I remember yeah. somebody, somebody behind me said, "What?" <laughs> yeah. But you know what the funny thing is? Like I, I felt with the promotion of this movie, uh huh, they didn't use that as like a catalyst yeah. to promote this movie about like social justice change or change of uh, oh, like, yeah. the industrial prison complex. Yeah. yeah, they didn't try to highlight that as a reason uh-huh. to promote the movie, which no. was interesting to me. Like, I don't know if that was like more of an artistic choice. That was probably, I think that was a collaboration between the studio and Barry Jenkins at, um, and maybe the estate of James Baldwin to sort of kind of, yeah. like, it. you go into, especially to sell the movie to white people. You yeah. go in expecting one story and you get that story, mm-hmm. but you also get another as well. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the crazy, had- thing, the crazy thing is with you know with that ending and the way it played out, um, it's still relevant now because that's pretty much what the justice system oh, is yeah. yep. right now. It's just Definitely. a bunch of people taking plea deals because they can't afford to go through trial. Yeah. That's all well, it I- is. And also, when he was talking about uh, when he was talking with his friend about going to look for apartments, mm-hmm. 
And like that whole part, and he was he was like, man, he was like, I just he's like, I realize they really don't like they really don't like us. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I was in the movie like, and they still don't. Yeah, because <laughs> there was a story he told that you know I was Tish. Like, they still don't. Yeah, he said Tisha found one, and the white man who was the um, the leasing agent, not leasing agent, but like the um, the landlord, landlord. Mm-hmm. thought that he that she was single and that yeah. he would be able to have his way with her. And then right. when Fani showed up, it was all of a sudden, oh, this family oh, from yeah. Romania yeah. is showing up this afternoon, uh-huh. and I got to yeah. give them the place. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so much. <sighs> it's funny because Gene Baldwin novels are full of moment, things like that. Yeah. That describe the Black experience and the nuances of it. And that's why I love his writing so much. And that's why, then that's why his essays are kind of dense. And like he'll have like a three-page paragraph, and I just give up. <laughs> <laughs> the microaggressions were so heavy yeah. in, in this movie and it's it's only brought even stronger by the music and the lighting yeah. and it's just yeah. you sit there and you go through this roller coaster of emotions because you know what people of that era want to say in these situations you know what they really want to say but they, but they have to bite their tongue yeah. yeah. And they have to turn the other cheek and it's just mm-hmm. it's frustrating. <sighs> yeah. I was telling Brandon like before recording, like when I got out of the movie, like it just it made me like I had to go to two stores when I had to go to Target and then I went to Kroger. But it just made me like a very aware of being like in a black body in a public mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Like I it, I kind of almost felt like everybody was like looking at me in some kind of way. And then also like when I was driving home, there was like a police car behind me. And so I just kept, like I just instantly got nervous, and I'm just like, okay, please don't follow me the whole way. <laughs> like when I turn on this street, I'm gonna need you to go straight. And he went straight, and I literally like exhaled. Yeah. And I was like, see, this is why I avoid movies like this because <laughs> it makes me feel things. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually glad I didn't avoid this one. As tough as it was, like yeah, like, I'm glad the, I saw it though. The it's end, yeah, like, for sure. It's yeah. necessary. I think it's very necessary. Yeah. I think it's very and it important. wasn't as harsh as other movies. Right. Right. Like, it wasn't like, heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the last movie that dealt with the civil rights era that I saw that I'm still pissed about is Detroit. And that Oh, is- Lord Jesus. That is a Ooh. snuff film. Did you see it Listen, in the theater or did you see I it? I almost walked out twice. Okay, you Brandon saw it in the theater. I didn't want to watch that movie. You made yeah, I went to film. a screening and I was so, I was, that's what I'm just like, Catherine Bigelow is on my list for life. Like, I don't know who told her that she could do this. I don't know who signed off on it, but. Yeah, and it, that uh, that's the big problem with it was, her and her things she that's, does. Because. It was like it was you could tell it was a white person trying to reconcile how white violence mm-hmm. is enacted against black bodies. Mm-hmm. And so you could tell that she was trying to like show that like I understand what you go through, but it was like, okay, it might have been violent, but girl, I don't think it was like this. Here's like the- it was it was just it was a lot that movie. The biggest- so that's why I was like nervous about seeing this because I was yeah. like, okay, I know it's gonna be in that same time era, but thank God Barry knows what he's doing and it was, you know. Yeah. The problem with what Catherine Bigelow did versus what Beale Street does is mm-hmm. she did not humanize the people who were no. victimized by the like the racist violence. She didn't. That she, was main yeah, that's my main issue. She shot mm-hmm. it like one of her war pictures. That's and that's exactly what and I was yeah. thinking about that on the way home. I was like, you can tell this is somebody who's used to doing war movies. Right. Because that's exactly what it was. 
Like, I remember me and Ali came out of that movie. We felt like we had been shot. Listen, I, I, that's like, this is the first, I think, maybe civil rights era movie I've seen since Detroit. Like, I, I put a moratorium on all of them because I was like, I'm not doing this. I feel like as if Detroit, and I, I hope I'm not overstating it, but Detroit made me feel violated. It's yes, 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 absolutely. I definitely it agree absolutely. with that. Which is why I'm glad that it didn't get any kind of like recognition awards. Ooh, and they award. tried so hard. They, because I, before it came out, they were hyping it up like yeah. crazy. Even after, do you, do you know they tried? I saw they were, that and I was like, oh, you better not win not one award for this shit. Yeah. Like, no. You know they reissued it like in December of Oh, they of did? 17. Oh, yeah, they did. Just, Trying to get some Oscar buzz. Yeah. <gasps> and I saw so many nah, ads on yet. Deadline no. for it. No. For your consideration, ads. They didn't get shit, and I'm glad for it. I literally, I mean, there were two, like, twice I literally almost gathered my things and walked the hell out, but I didn't. Twice. And then afterward, my friend was like, almost left, and I'm like, girl, why didn't we look at each other? Because I was ready to go to <laughs> Like, dang it, if only I had known you wanted to leave too, we could have been out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, yeah, it was very violent. So. Uh, that's, on, that's, on the, that's on the Precious program for me. I don't have no interest. I would rather yeah. watch Precious. I've that's, never seen that, and I don't want to see that either. Precious is a lot, but it's not a, a Detroit lot. Like, it's the, yeah. it's a lot, though. The, but the book, the book is way worse. Mm-hmm. Pushed by Sapphire. Yeah. Woo, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Any but that's fun- what, but still, like movies like this, like you just you have to have a black writer director and at least yes. one black producer on right. board or something because you so, got to have the story told, you know, in a humanizing way. Yes, you do. All right. Any final There's, thoughts about if Beale Street could talk? Just oh, I got one. Um, go see it. Yeah, definitely go see it, man. Like, or at least at least just buy a ticket. Like just exactly. go on Fandango and buy a ticket. <laughs> Even if you don't want to go see it, just buy a ticket to support it. And if you've seen it, tell somebody that haven't seen it. Like, yo, you gotta see this. Absolutely. I have one final um observation or comment um that um I think is a positive one for anyone watching the movie. And it's uh the importance of community. There were two scenes where um number one, when um in the grocery store. There was a lady, um, Caucasian lady, who said, no, that is not true. I know these people. I know yeah. these people. And right. they come here all the time. That is not what happened. And I yeah, saw that shocked me. So that was powerful. And then, mm-hmm. two, um, the, the power of community. When um, Bonnie and Tish came into the restaurant and Bonnie said to the owner, I have no money. I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, and uh, something like that. But mm-hmm. obviously the owner knew them. Right. You know, he, he knew them. But it's just so important, you know, to have people who know you, who can, for lack of a better better word, vouch for you. And then if things go like sideways, it's like, you know what? Yeah. Hey, you, you can't. No problem. Don't worry about it. You can pay me later. No problem. I'll put it on your tab. That's so important because life comes at you fast. Yeah, and and you may think like you know what I got it I, I can do this all by myself I don't really need but you just never know when someone may step up and say no that's not what happened I saw what happened and this is what happened or someone can say don't worry about it you can 
you can, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out down the line. That's really important. But it takes time to cultivate, which is why people have to invest in those types of relationships. You have yeah. to connect with people. Yeah. And even, even when they went and saw that loft and he was talking to um, right. the guy, right. he was like, he was like, okay, what's the catch? And he was mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? He was like, mm-hmm. look, he's like, I'm my mother's son. He was like, That's I don't right. care, like black, white, purple, green, whatever. Yeah, he just you know, likes he was like, he was like, I see people in love. And I was yes. like, oh, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And he obviously had a relationship with that man, too. Like, they, it sounded like they they knew each other for a while. Right. You know, so I was like, yeah, relationships are key. You got to, I know in, in today's world, you know, there's a lot of virtual stuff going on, but like old school connection, human to human, investing in that, nothing can beat it. Nothing. Not at all. It's everything. Okay. So let's go ahead on. Wait, wait. Oh, I had the right button thing up. Sorry about that. I think that. That's better. Um, I don't have a say something nice a say something nice challenge for us today. Although I will just say, why is Andy Murphy making coming to America part two? Yeah, I, I saw that yesterday, and I was I like, "Oh my, so hard, man! That's man, that about to ruin this damn." It's, it's, it's too late. Is his money low like that? Because I remember they've been wanting to make that movie since the first one came out, and he said yeah. no for thirty years. All these years, yeah. I'm, I'm straight on that. Like, well, so. I mean, he do have like ten kids now, so maybe he sure yeah. do. Y'all, you saw that photo he just, too? Just had the tenth. I didn't one. see that picture. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know he had that many kids, man. Well, he finally started counting the one he had with Scary Spice. So, yeah, oh. Uh-oh. I mean, I mean, it's true. Talk yeah. about cheaper by the dozen. Mm-hmm. Damn. But yeah, that's all, that's all I had. So uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, TuneIn, Spreaker, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. You can find our show on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast and at SSNPodcast.com. It's, uh, Ken, thanks for joining us. Where can people where can people find you online? Um, you can find me at Chico's Kid on Twitter. All right, Latria. They can find me at Simply Tria on Twitter and Instagram. All right, Jameson. Um, I'm Jameson underscore Scott on Instagram. Um, also, you know, all streaming services, go cop the album. Right. Four, four Nights in Prague. It's getting crazy reviews. Very um, well-deserved album. All, Great album. All, all, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's on all streaming services. Just go go check, go check it out. Sweet. Ali? Uh, you can just find me here <laughs> on SSN Podcasts. <laughs> and in the group trolling me. <laughs> I mean, you know, you are you are very memeable. So, Lord Jesus, did y'all see what he did to me on on my page? So one of my so one of the people I, I went to like grade school with from kindergarten started posting old photographs of us from back in school, and Ali took one of them and turned me into a meme. Like me, I had to be like thirteen or fourteen in this photograph. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I and, I, go. and I look 10 <laughs> I mean, you were the one who started it you had the nerve to go on your status and be like this is what it feels like when Ali busts into my house there's a picture of Shazam and um, 
so Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. because it's an old picture, like crap walking through a door where it's already closed. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, cause last week when he came over to record, I was getting things out the car, so the door was still unlocked. So I was at by the desk, I look up, he's in the house already. <laughs> he didn't call, he didn't know he did he just walked in like Urkel. I just walked, I just walked the hell in. You know what? Carl didn't close. He never locked this door, and that's his problem. <laughs> Carl should have locked the door. Lord Jesus. Coffee Light Sweep. Where can people find you online? <laughs> you can find me, Coffee Light Sweet, at Coffee Light Sweet on Twitter. All right. And you can find me on, on Twitter and on Instagram at BTouch. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. And I'm here with Ali, Latria, see you later, Coffee Light Sweet, bye, Jameson, bye, and the prison industrial system. Today has been another wonderful episode of the Say Something Podcast. <laughs>